0: To driving more awesome. I am Lane, I'm Art,
1: and I'm Eric. Brian. right, I'm Brian.
0: Yes, we're Brian, Brian. Brian. So, uh, Eric's here from Vantigo Tours. Is that what are you are you just called Vantigo or
1: you can say Vantigo Tours, you can say Vantigo, either one works. It's I usually just say Vantigo. It just makes it easy.
0: Okay, so they do awesome. they do tours in uh, basically transporters in the bay area we'll get more to that later but brian is calling us um from santa cruz from his home and he was supposed to be here at um our san francisco recording location and he's not
2: you're just gonna go right into that yeah that's that's right what is the deal yeah
3: yeah so yeah i was on my way i buttoned up the m3 yesterday with uh little cooling system deal that i messed with
0: yeah i heard it was running awesome
3: uh, yeah i took it for a test drive i did a little back road loop and then on the freeway and um everything ran killer like the temperature stayed right right in the middle the entire time um i was trying to like go at high revs for minutes at a time to raise the temperature up and nothing Nothing created any drama. And then today I wanted to give it the real test and a little run up through, you know, Highway 9 and all that, the backrest our test. And, um, like, freaking not even, like, just heading out of Scotts Valley, like, within minutes of leaving home, it started raising up to three quarters on the top gauge. Mm. Um, so I got the felt and and uh, it was sketching me out, so I turned left, to Basically, just go back home, and it was I was having one of those moments that we've talked about on the podcast before, where it's like I should probably just pull over and stop, but instead I'm like, oh, it's it's 75 percent. I can probably make it home, so I start going up the hill uh, on Graham Hill, and uh, <laughs> it goes like it jumps the quarter from 75 uh, percent to 100 percent, pin red, and then oh shit, like. It explodes. <laughs> like I see steam, you know, steam all under the hood, and then it looked like it was coming out of the tailpipe too. And so I pull over and get off, and I uh, prop the hood, and the bottom radiator hose had just blown completely off. What the uh, hell? One side. Yeah. And it was clean. The hose wasn't broken. Um, and so I went back, uh, and in the street, I found exactly where it happened because I found the um, hose clamp and uh yeah so right away i'm like shit i blew the head gasket finally or something like that and um but it was weird that the hose blew off first like it i couldn't see any indication of like well you,
0: know, you, like, you obviously the, you the obviously vehicle. did a poor job putting the car back together
2: after the <laughs> after the the, well, the rebuild but
3: that was my first thought, <laughs> of course.
2: Dude, I'm thinking uh, a lot of pressure. You probably didn't burp it right. You built a lot of a lot of steam pressure. Yeah, but
0: a, a, a head gasket it, does the same thing. It lets air into the system.
3: Yeah, so well, I don't I don't really know to be honest. But uh, I've done a few things so far. I I looked at one thing is uh, like it seems crazy that the the hose would just blow off with a tight hose clamp. And so I'm thinking, did I? Did I just not tighten it? Did I forget to tighten that one? Like, totally plausible. It could have been, but it was it was tight. Like, I could, you could see it, how much I had cranked it down, because um, it didn't bust open. It was still there, like, cranked down. And and when I tightened it back onto the radiator hose, like, you know, you could see, I could see when I picked it up off the ground how much was left over. Uh, and then when I tightened it back onto the radiator, it was about the same. And I had a pretty good, nice and snug. So, I don't know. I guess... The the real thing for me is like why is it why is it, <laughs> is it popping off the hose no matter how tight that thing is you know like that that's, it seems like too much pressure where there shouldn't be I think Art you might be right uh, about bleeding the system like I did it very basically when I was putting it together uh, I'm I you know like I filled it up ran the car for a while wait till it heats up and then starts then the thermostat opens and it sucks. Some of the uh, water down. You
0: turn the heater on when um, you were doing it.
3: No, I didn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you. Want, You're supposed it, to
0: have the heater on. Yeah, did you have it on, it on a the heater core? Too, did you so. have it like the engine kind of up higher than the rest of the car?
3: Uh, I did originally.
2: Mm-hmm. Originally, but
3: I did. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, now, now I've just done. I just I'm coming up to record the podcast after having just bled the system again. Mm-hmm. Um, this time I didn't have it up on jack stands. So, uh, and the car's
0: running, obviously. Um, and is it making any noise or anything? Or is there any is there any white smoke coming out of the tail tailpipe?
3: No, no white smoke. Hmm. Have we checked uh, your oil yet? Everything. Yeah.
0: Everything is there water dry. in the oil? Well, fine. Uh,
3: uh, no, it doesn't look like it. There's no bubbles. Well, uh, you know, and it's not like milkshake. It's not, not, milky, milkshake? Yeah. It's not yeah. like milkshake. It's not like milkshake. But tell me about this. There might be a difference here. I'm basically running straight water just with a little bit of water weather in. No,
2: it yeah, you'd I water yeah but you still have water water and oil would still make milkshake yeah so brian yeah. this is why oh, uh, you just want to drive air-cooled cars dude <laughs> yeah
3: that's a segue right? um yeah i don't know i dude i think art the first thing you said art was uh you didn't bleed it and um so long story short Actually, this is going to be a shorter story than Art's nail on a tire story. Is this a it's short story long? <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, I just came back from bleeding it. It had so I I, I was just kind of like doing a longer effort with it. I, I had the bleed screw popped, and I was revving the motor um, to really get it the system cycling, and it was pushing out a ton of steam. So, uh, and I was doing that for kind of a long time. Uh, hmm. So whatever i did before to bleed
0: it it doesn't look like i did it now oh uh, okay no. so maybe hopefully no. Art's hopefully art's right right i mean i know no. i've done that you know with the 944 you have to there's a little bleed valve it's like basically yeah. a screw on the radiator right no it's on the whatever oh, like above the, the thermostat above housing the or thermostat something? housing kind of thing it's just a little for the top uh, radiator hose It's where it connects um, but yeah. yeah you have this little bleed hose and I know like I've done it you know like same kind of thing when you don't do it right it's kind of it doesn't I don't know when it's really working like you're seeing like bubbles and and stuff coming out and then it's just solid liquid coming out for a while and it's yeah. just kind of like you know when you get it right in a way it's yeah it, yeah it, it seems so like crude the way the way it happens like it's like undo this thing and have hot liquid like f- come all over and fly all over your engine and then once yeah. you know
3: it it, it, it just it, yeah it does seem crude and i mean it's i'm <clears throat> actually thankful that i just have water in there because if it's cool it's so much more messy <laughs> uh, yeah.
0: sticky and smelly um, and
3: yeah so I think I
0: think I'm gonna do it again. Like I'm gonna make sure it's full, and then uh, I'll what will turn are you on doing the Uh huh.
3: I'll turn on the heater and oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, just make sure. It's,
0: yeah, because if you do don't turn on your heater, I think you can. Off. I think you can have some bubbles in there. Like you really want it to flow. That kind of makes yeah. it all flow through. Um, yeah, and are yeah. I mean, I, I mean
2: it, it makes sense. You gotta do the whole system. Yeah, you, you open up your it. whole system, yeah.
0: right? So yeah.
2: Yeah, and make sure but, that yeah, that's, you make sure that you're doing it as as Lane said. Also, you want to elevate the radiator so that you basically get the water to raise up to the front, the right? air to so raise, the air, or the up. air rather. Yeah, and so um, and so what what, what yeah. are you doing to bleed it? Are you just like, do you just have the cap open or?
3: No, there's a bleed uh, screw right there. Oh, there to is.
2: The cap. Oh, gotcha. Uh,
3: I'm able to basically I start warming it up and I. Uh, I have the cap off, and I'm just like topping off the water and checking the temperature on the gauge, and then waiting until I can feel uh, that the thermostat's opened up. You know, you feel both hoses, and and they have some pressure and they're hot. Yeah. Um, and then at that point, or a little bit after, I I, I cap it off. And then I'm Wait a, a
2: minute. No, I think with the bleed valve, you I want to have the cap out. on, right? Yeah. You want to build pressure in the system. Yeah, exactly. And, 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 yeah. So you want so to leave like, the cap on. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Well, yeah, I think after the thermostat opens is when you want to start bleeding it. So, I, I, it, until until the thermostat opens, I, I'm just making sure yeah. there's plenty of.
2: But you're water gonna p- in there. probably create more. The thermostat's gonna open faster if the cap is on. True. And then you, yeah, and then as Lane said, you want to turn the heat all the way on, like full blast, and then and so and then get it open, do recirculate or whatever, so it actually, because you want it to go through the fucking heater core, just in case there's air trapped in there as well. Yeah. 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 Shitty. Dude, that sucks. I, I really, really don't like doing that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's such a, such an ordeal always, it's, bleeding. It's not very fun. And yeah. we had to go buy our, we had to go buy beer because you weren't here. This is true. Uh, <laughs> Eric, what say you? Have you had any experiences, uh, bleeding, uh, w- water-cooled cars?
1: Uh, yeah, an awesome 1984 Chevy Cavalier that I promptly sold to someone, and they came back and demanded their money back and, <laughs> because he didn't
2: bleed it right. Oh
1: yeah, and the guy was like super thugglicious, and I was like, "Here, sir, here's your four hundred dollars back." No, way. I just didn't contest it, and then I like bled it out, and it was like, "Oh, I'm an idiot," and then just sold it. You know, so geez. he gave you the car back too. He just, he didn't, oh yeah, just no, take your money. He, yeah, it would have been better. It would have yeah, been a better story. Yeah, he's like, no. "Dude,
0: I broke down." Freeway, fuck you, where's my money? Yeah,
1: no, literally. You're you're in college and you're like, is that my drug dealer or is that the other? Oh, no, this is the guy I sold a car to. Oh, God.
0: Gnarly. (laughs) That's why you never sell cars to your friends. Yeah, exactly.
2: Um, Or the people you hate. Yeah, exactly. Any updates for you, Art? Uh, no updates. I'm boring right now, dude. Um, I've just been scouring BRZO like a madman, though, because, uh, I decided that if I do sell my E36 M345 slick top, the car yellow with one ashtray, um, I think the replacement might end up being a 928. What say yeah. you? Uh, it seems like yeah. the right car, dude, because the thing is, I, I was, so I, dude, I was like going, I've been like, kind of like what, what i'm trying to think how do i describe this like i've been like laying in bed and i have like a um, kind of like a like a like a slot machine going like it's just like going like just all these different cars and ideas and what the fuck do i get like i want to get something you know obviously same deal something that is going to appreciate ideally something with four seats something that i can stick the baby in the back of but there's one element that's missing here um my wife refuses to drive or ride in my m3 or my 993 and the I three is kind of limited in range, so if I want to go cruise up to Napa, which we're actually going to be doing very soon, we have to borrow our fucking sister in law's Nissan Murano, which fucking sucks. And uh so, so I you need I, a grand tour. I need a grand tour, dude. And there and there's there. It, this fits the bill, right? The nine twenty eight is cool. It's fun. It's beautiful. It's appreciating, and and I think it'll be comfortable enough for the lady
4: yeah' super uh, so,
2: cozy, so yeah I've been like looking at a bunch of them i mean i there's so many like different variants and s's and eight and eighty six and a half and this and that and eighty six and a half' a good one yeah so i um
0: i, mean, I go i can go i mean from my personal preference is like an eighty three euro sixteen valve with three ten horsepower motor
2: Right. So, um, and that's because, the shit. Because even a, the, th- because the 32 valve later cars had about the same, but they, they're they more complex and they're more, is that why? Or why they're, we- they're, uh, the engine's lazier. Oh, I see. So it's kind of a
0: lazy, even like the normal two valve cars, the early ones. Yeah. Like there's snappier throttle response mm-hmm. and, and they're less of a lazy car. They're lighter weight, you know, kind of stuff like that. Mm-hmm. All the stuff that makes it less of a car for your wife. To yeah. Be in, but, um, kind of more s- stuff that makes it more, more enjoyable dri- uh, yeah. driving car and they they sound a lot cooler in my opinion the two valve I'm cars I'm sure they
2: do yeah just like VR6s you know when they went when they changed like the 12 valve versus mm-hmm. the 60 or was it 60 valve cars or no 32 how many valves in the it's
0: kind of like 600. that small displacement like <laughs> yeah, Ferrari 24.
2: sounds really cool it, yeah.
0: it has more of that more for it, it's still muscle car car-y but it's a uh, has more of that for like a slightly yeah. higher pitch. Kind. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And the yeah. later ones are more just a, a and I
2: verbal. really dig the earlier. I mean, I know we've had this conversation before, like the smaller, more like sharper bumpers. So much better. Looks way cooler with the little, with the little, um, lip spoiler. Uh-huh. Like, yeah, they're rad, dude. So I've been looking a ton and there's so many automatics, dude. Like, I yeah. don't want to get an automatic and, Manuals are like few and far between, and like I even started. And looking... you have to find a good one too, because a lot of them are shitty. There are a Most lot of ones. shitty ones. Yeah, because they're like usually them,
1: shitty I... cars,
0: and they usually look like shit, right? I
1: mean, you see yeah, it, right? I mean they look kind of like rocket. Well, they're like '80s crap, but they're awesome and no, offense, no, 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 but it's... they're they're like on point so you're right you got to find the one that looks good that was in yeah. the garage that someone yeah. didn't right like, and it's rare sell to sell their uncle's brother it's kind of like the yeah. because
0: their right? uncle's brother didn't have money to fucking maintain it exactly yeah. it's like, like the 944
2: 951 problem yeah. right it's like people just you know they were more they were at the time they weren't worth the the maintenance kind of costs right yeah. so like people just kind of rocked them and just destroyed them. yeah and room.
0: like 928s for example it's like a I've kind of like predicted for a while and it's starting to happen. It's definitely starting to happen, but the cars have to become worth something at some point or else they're worth nothing. They're either worth zero or they have to be worth more than the five, six grand. They have to be worth 30 to, to be able to. Uh, have people invest money into them,
2: right? Yeah, dude, there's, did well, you I'm, see the, oh yeah, did, did you see the one on BAT? It was an 86 and a half car, yeah, right. 35,000 miles or something. It went for yeah. like, what, like 55 or 60? crazy. Something? Yeah. I mean, I know that, forget the GTSs, those are rare. <laughs> 120, $100, yeah. But, but yep. uh, The
1: worst part too is like when you're looking for those cars, is they have to get to a certain value so people actually start making parts again for them. Mm -hmm. Right? Or you're you're searching for these old parts and you're like the only guy looking for that. Like, oh, the shift coupler is out. Exactly. Got to go hunt a junkyard because no one else wants to make them. Yeah,
0: and then right now, say like there's a certain part that is very rare. So say it's whatever this dollar amount of money. It's uh, it's it just it just the car is only worth. You know, five grand, and you're spending two thousand uh, dollars. For example, I had a nine twenty eight for like seven years. Um, it was actually a very reliable car for me. Um, I had it for seven years. I put twenty thousand miles on it. It was like a you know third, second, third, uh, whatever. Um, but uh, I took it on road trips. You know, had it had killer AC. I took it to Los Angeles a couple times. Um, did all kinds of stuff with it. But um, a radiator was a grand. Yeah, for a radiator. Not and either. that's me putting it in. That's just the fucking radiator, right. dude. And it was a, a, a G, dude. That's crazy. Like, you're dropping a grand on a radiator. It's like, yeah. you go through like Summit catalog for like your muscle, you know, your Mustang. It's like 110 bucks or 80 bucks, you know, you're getting the good one for
2: 110. So. Yeah. No, no doubt. Yeah. That's definitely something to consider. I mean, it's not, nothing So the there primary. is a couple of things
0: like that, but, yeah. but, uh, for the most part, they're pretty robust and they're definitely well built and stuff, but you know, the, I mean, it's an appreciating asset as well, yep, yep. and they're they're kind of badass. Like I have, I was gonna say, like you, we were in a we were in kind of a text message today. Art was kind of sending, he sent a picture of a nine twenty eight, and uh, I just think. I've never driven a car where I felt so fucking badass as I did driving the 928. Like you just feel like a, like a pimp. in it. (laughs) Like you, you get out and you have like, I don't know. It's just, there's something about that car, dude. Mm. These big old huge doors, the way you sit in it. Um, the car just had this like rare, it it had this specialness that I haven't encountered driving other stuff. And, Mm. you know, I don't get that with like modern Porsches. Um, I've never driven an Aston Martin. I feel like you'd get that driving an Aston Martin. Hmm. But I, you know, I haven't, I've driven Ferraris, you kind of feel like a douche. Yep. Um, Lamborghinis, you feel like a total douche. <laughs> you know, Audi RA, you just, you're kind of techie. And, you know, there's all these kind of things. It's like, there was something like special about the car. And in 928, I'd never driven a car either where I got so many like thumbs ups and like, you know, like, yeah, yeah dude, and the things are out, you know, kind of things. Yeah, especially
2: so. like as a person who's keeping a nice one on the road too, like, yeah, like exactly. from the Porsche community and everything. No, no doubt. And it's, it's definitely, it's cool to see too, because, you know, we just saw the, um, you know, there was that one sale, um, you know, it was listed, it was, um, I guess not listed, but it was, um, uh, fucking, I don't know what, uh, what's the word I'm looking for here. It was shown on BAT, but it, it was one of the, like the, the ones, yeah, it was just a normal, the old school. It was like a trailer. submission kind of yeah. thing, but and so it was submitted to BAT, and it was a, it was an M three four five like mine, but it was an Alpine white one with a sunroof, which is not as rare as mine, and it had about one hundred and thirty five thousand miles or something, and it went for fourteen and a half grand or something, and and I was like, okay, like you know, I think I felt like it maybe would have gone for a little bit more on BAT auctions. Was it uh, a
0: no sunroof car? No, it was a sunroof oh, okay. car, Um
2: and so I feel like you know. If I, let's say I get lucky, you know, with my car, because mine has 200,000 miles, but it's, a, you know, my car's in really good shape. I mean, the, the worst thing about it is that it has, like, dried up leather seats, which I'll replace. Um, and other other than that, my car was pretty much in similar, in the same condition, and I have records and all that shit and books. But uh, let's say I get 13.5 for it. I can get a really nice, like, pretty clean driver 928 for, like, 10 Gs. I've been looking around. And so... And, you know, they're they're out there. It's just trying to find, as you said, the one with the maintenance records and the one that's not a fucking automatic. Um, and there's a really, really nice 80,000-mile car uh, sitting in, in, like, somewhere, like, in the Central Valley. Like, two-owner car, garaged, really beautiful car. Uh, but, and they want, like, you know, I don't remember, I think it was, like, 8 Gs for it or something. Uh, but the problem is that, uh, it's an automatic. <laughs> and so I went and I looked for, uh, and it's also slick top, but I looked at the, what the automatic uh, to manual swap co- uh, comprises. And it's, it's actually not horrendous, but when is that going to happen? Right? Like, I mean, I say, yeah. it's, uh, you know, <laughs> it's and like, you're looking for a car that's going to appreciate in
0: value. So you, you want to get the one that's already, it's like original to the and car and all that. that. Yeah. yeah. So you want to find a car like, I mean, hopefully original paint and stuff like that. I mean, the thing is you can still find them too, because a lot of times they're still thought of as a car that isn't. It's kind of like we were talking about earlier off mic. We were talking about the uh, R107s that, yeah. that we've been collecting. There's still that car that hasn't really popped, and the 928's in the same, the same place where you can pick up one owner cars for very little money with yeah. the original paint. And right. So yeah. You just have to. Be the dude that knows what to look for. And You look for the cars without pictures, and you know.
1: Yeah, but that's a total gamble too, because oh yeah, like the nine twenty eight. Uh, like I feel like it, here's a better way of putting it, right? If you picked up the automatic, yep, and then you just sat on it, and you're like, okay, like we drove it to Napa, we have the kids, this is a fun, like uh, just kind of an oops. And Then you marketed it in Europe, and then you're like, oh, I sold it for twenty grand. Yeah, yeah, you know, for sure. and it's just you, you didn't even blank and it just it may still be worth what you bought it for here right but all of a sudden you ship it over to germany and it's you know that
0: that could
2: be that is definitely an option but i mean as always i mean it will no doubt that there's that element and you know we're always into like flipping and shit and capitalizing on cars that in that way but i want to enjoy the car while yeah, i own it yeah. and, and i'm not going to enjoy the automatic you're not going to <laughs> yeah. sell a car just to get an automatic right and like, oh, right great. i mean no doubt that uh that that t shifter is kind of is funky as fuck and it's got like, <laughs> so like that accordion ugly. what is it like an accordion Dude, boot or it's whatever. like a 70s like american car or something. yeah it's bizarre but i mean no doubt like uh, that there is that for sure i mean and that's a whole other thing i mean maybe that's a business model right we start collecting just uh, hoarding all of these 928s in good condition and just shipping them over but in terms of actually I, this is Car I want to experience and drive, and and it's it's not easy to find a nice manual car. Like there's, I, I've seen a few that are like one hundred eighty thousand, two hundred thousand mile cars, and they're there because they're maintained and they're everything. But like, because like I, I, I can get into a low-mileage car for less money than I'm going to sell my M3. I want to do that. Yeah, that's the thing.
0: Mine was a 170,000-mile car when I bought it, and it was like a two-owner car, every record since new, San Francisco originals, you know, whatever. But uh, I bought it for 2700 bucks, dude. That's
2: insane.
0: But that's because I bought it. It This is an 05 or 04 or something, and it was was a 928 in 04, and it was like but it was like i felt like i was getting so much car for the money oh, cuz it, sure. it was it brand new it was a 50,000 dollar car in 1980 dude which is 150 grand now or something right. crazy you know you're like and you look at that everything was leather dude it had like you know, leather dash, leather center console, leather... You know, every single part of the inside is... Leather seatbelts. Yeah, Just, dude. It, it, no, it,
2: no I yeah, no, it, I remember it. it had, like, leather cam covers, you know? It's like, wow.
0: <laughs> <laughs> No, but it's great. I mean, they have rear-wheel steering, essentially. I mean, they have crazy shit. Like, the instrument cluster, like a 300ZX did it, too, but the instrument cluster moves with the steering wheel. Yeah. So the gauges are never out of your sight, which yeah. is pretty fucking rad. Like, why doesn't every car have that, right? Yeah. Like, that seems like the simplest thing, and it's all mechanical. It's not like a... It's not like a yeah. It's not going to break. No, no. It, you know that's not like because the sun beat or, down
1: on it. It's going to like it's no, going to work forever. Yeah. It just
2: seems like such a no brainer. Like yeah. I don't understand why every car doesn't do that now. Right. And, um, and I mean, there was. I remember. Uh, so um, the for, when I was, you know, Brian, either? Where's Brian? I'm here. Okay. Okay. Here. <laughs> so,
3: I, just, I feel weird chiming in from the phone. Man, like, you're not yeah, good at this, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. Uh, dude uh, well, I, I freaking love yours, Lane.
0: Yeah. It was fun, it's right? Like,
3: it's like a, it's like a hot rod. Yeah, exactly. It's like a German hot rod, which is so cool. I mean, you have – it's such a sick exhaust sound and yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, they're super sneezy. I could definitely see you in a uh, in one, Art. Oh, Art looks so panty. Pin- dude. <laughs>
0: dude, straight up, like I said, Tony like Montana. Montana, you know, and, and <laughs> yeah. uh, what Scarface do when he picks up the 928? That's Art, dude. dude Just rolling around, <laughs> most interesting guy in San Francisco. like
3: a fucking tiger. It's like a fucking tiger, It's yeah, like a fucking, yeah. tiger,
0: like a fucking uh, tiger. So I guess dude, we should. Art,
3: tell me, is this, uh I found one in Texas. Because, because of all the, I'm just listening in, I can be RZO like crazy. So a 1981 for 8500 bucks in Texas. It's a manual with 82,000 miles on it. What color is it? Gold. Red.
2: Oh, oh. It's, is it the burgundy on burgundy one?
3: No, it's red on tan.
2: Oh, trippy. Beautiful. I haven't seen that one. Interesting.
3: Yep, I'll send it
2: over. There's the one that, that's cool. The one that I found that was like really, really fucking rad. Burgundy's a good color. On dude, those, actually. burgundy on burgundy leather. 40,000 original miles. Like 15 or 16 grand for it, dude. LA. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, that's why I cool. get in a big fight with my wife right now. <laughs> just, uh... We follow Magnus Walker. Like, he
0: picked up one a few months ago. And, dude, I swear for a month straight, that's all he posted was his 928 because he loves it so much. So there's definitely some.
2: But yeah, the key being though is is as you said, dude, they're just money to fucking keep on the road still. And I mean, hopefully, you know, people start building manufacturing components again for them, and it's not a pain in the ass because you pay twenty seven hundred bucks, but you do your cooling system, and you're already back. You've already spent more than fucking. And I did a timing
0: belt on it, (laughs) like preventative, um, which actually isn't that bad on those. I did it myself. Mm -hmm. Um, It actually isn't that hard to do or anything. But um, you know, all that stuff's money. But it it really wasn't that much to keep on the road. It has seven years and. I don't think I spent more than like um twenty five hundred bucks or something. Nice. The one so. that,
2: that that I was actually I was gonna mention earlier, so the one thing that I recall reading about them is that they blow head gaskets like crazy. Um uh, I don't know if that's because people just neglect the cooling that's system. Is that the early ones or later ones? I don't um, know. I don't remember so but Um so, uh, uh, Rube Life and I, we started, uh, the, uh, GoPro Lemons team, the guys that are still out there racing in the Lemons team. And the first car we considered as our race car was an I-28. We, it was a guy out here in West Portal in San Francisco. We were going to pick it up for 500 bucks and it was an automatic. We test drove it and it was over, it was immediately overheating. We drove it like yeah. on slope back and forth and, um, and apparently it was, you know, it had a leaking head gasket and the car was.
4: No, you just got to bleed the system <laughs> <I just> gotta, <laughs>
2: or, or tighten the hose clamps, right?
0: Yeah. So I don't uh, remember. I don't remember that being that big of an issue actually, but, um, so the Jay Lamb, who is the founder of 24 hours of lemons, uh, the way he got that started, essentially he did, a, um, he used to do, he did this like $500 rally. Right, so rather than the melee melee, he did a five hundred dollar melee or whatever. That's how before Lemons was around, he did that, and he started it by buying a nine twenty eight for five hundred bucks. And there was an Excellence article, a Porsche magazine Excellence, that he wrote about that car. And, uh, that basically got him into lemons because he was saying the rallies are too boring too because all the cars were making it because they're all well sorted nice cars. So there's no like cool drama. So he wanted drama and that's how he started 20 hours in lemons. Oh, no way. Yeah. Interesting. So, but, uh, any, uh, I guess we should probably keep going with project updates and get to yeah. Eric's, uh, big long, st- um, Big I, long story. Uh, big long story about how he became <laughs> a a mogul in San Francisco. Oh my God! Uh, so I have a quick update. Um, I had a uh, the CV joint that I had had replaced, whatever, before the rally. It, it uh the bolts came loose a little bit on the on the oh. tranny side. They were like whatever. I heard a noise, so um. And it was, it had slung all the grease out. So I brought that to my mechanic, um, dropped it off last night, and he called the day. He's like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. You know, kind of thing. So they just, they basically just packed it up, packed it with grease and, and tightened it up for me. Um, so that's my only project update. But
3: uh, I, I have a couple more, actually.
0: Oh, great. <laughs>
3: yeah. Uh, so the 190E, uh, I took it into uh, the, dude, I could actually go forever on the one underneath Well, uh, I took it into the shop where the guy, uh, the guy who built it, his shop over near your work in Belmont land.
0: Yeah. The guy who used to own the car.
3: Yeah. And, uh, so we put it on the lift and he was taking a look at it and, um, it had a check engine light on. He showed me how to read the code. It's a funny system. You press the button under the hood and then you wait, uh, like you hold it for four seconds and then you just count the, uh, blinking it's like light,
2: bmw e like 30 36 yeah, dude, obd zero bro. Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah and uh and so we look and it's like the uh, uh the o2 sensor you know some fault there but i know it, it was just replaced So we looked at the connections and everything and it was all perfect and so we just reset it uh that allowed me to go get uh go past fog and it passed fine. um but uh and the light hasn't come on since so i think it was he was actually suggesting that I keep, that I go to and Pull and get a few extra computers because as the cars get old, they can sometimes when they start throwing weird faults, it don't make sense. Uh, sometimes it's just the computer going buggy, and you can swap a new one in, and it's no problem. Um, we also discovered that uh, the right in the rear is bad, um, so I'll have to replace that. And then the front uh, the front seal on the diff is. Uh, slowly leaking. So that'll have to be replaced too. Wait, uh, you
2: said the rear is bad. What, what? Uh, no. the, the,
3: the CV, boot, the right. Oh, rear, oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> I'm like, what are you talking super about? Super ambiguous. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the whole rear is gone. <laughs> bad.
2: Oh dude, every fucking bushing, the subframe <laughs> mounts are torn.
3: Oh, did I say that? You I just, you thought. just said I the rear. Yeah. I, I thought, I thought I said CV boots. Um, We'll be able to hear on the tape later. <laughs> the right. tape,
2: yeah, it's get real to real right now, bro. That's what we're
3: recording. <laughs> Rewind, uh, yeah. And then so then I took it to an alignment shop um, uh, to have that checked out and and set. And uh, turns out, for one, I'm totally astonished to see that it's not a normal like hydraulic steering rack, uh, like rack and pinion. It's freaking old school steering box. Oh, for sure. Crazy, dude. The E30 has a uh, hydraulic steering rack. Well,
0: yeah, but you're in a Mercedes, bro.
2: Yep.
3: Well, I mean, it seems so low tech. I'm totally amazed.
2: Yeah. yeah I dude. thought
3: Mercedes would be like the highest of the tech.
2: That is, I don't and know. how safety, I, they are. We've but... had that conversation before about the yeah. even the 500Es, dude. Like, that's one thing that I'm concerned about. Yeah, it's I recir- driven recirculating once. ball. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty bizarre. Yeah, no, that's one thing it's that right, I really got to experience before I commit. Yeah.
3: So they wouldn't. They wouldn't. They didn't align it, and they they quoted me a thousand bucks for all the little points to replace. Are you fucking all serious? And, and all that. Um. It's a shop that doesn't. You know, they're not a cheap shop. Um.
2: So, but, but they're uh, just saying that you need. The, is it all worn? Is that why, or what's going on?
3: Yeah, they took pictures of all the worn parts. It's not the entire thing, but if I started replacing stuff, I'd probably just, you know, replace all the parts. Warren thought I could get the parts for cheap. I'd like to just pay them to do it. So uh, I don't know. We'll see. But that's
0: uh, well. It's a five hundred dollar car, so has, you have you have uh, you have room to you have room with it. You yeah, know?
3: Exactly. and it's also two
2: hundred and fifty thousand um, miles. That's what happens with it. yeah, and that's you just yeah. all that shit. So those it's are wearing.
3: Make some dime sort of stuff. But that's kind of what I'm expecting. Uh, but other than that, oh yeah, and the, the freaking the the thunder is kind of broke. There's like a little like it won't pop up right now and so the guy had messed with the sunroof a lot before and he kind of knew what was going on and i just have to dig in there and maybe find the broken parts and, and no, that, then, sounds uh, you know, really
0: that sounds fun gnarly you have to get a headliner really terrible, off to right? get to that or what uh
3: you just pulled no not the whole headliner just the, the headliner, headliner that's on the okay the on the panel itself. yeah yeah. yeah that's, uh, that's why it, slick tops are where to go exactly it involves pulling out clips which you, interior clips you know i hate that so.
0: yeah those always break you know, so you'll have to buy new anxiety. christmas trees or whatever they call them. <laughs> um well yeah the sunroofs man sunroofs right. are bad
3: yeah uh, no, i know i kind of love mine though anyways it's yeah
0: well, let's move right, on I'm let's uh let's done. go to let's uh let's properly introduce eric then Finally, your time really has come, Eric. dude. Or wait a um, minute, any
2: project car updates? <laughs> actually, I could fill this in. Yes, <laughs> you do, right? Your uh, project cars? We have
1: three 1970s Volkswagens. Those are all project cars, and they are tour vehicles. But I do have a project car, actually. Uh, I have a uh, 1951 Ford F5 school bus that we're currently Whoa. restoring right now. Yes. Thank you, thank you. I love it. When, <laughs> Brian's wet dream. When when Ford's had just a, a one number moniker instead of you know hundreds in there. So what are you say, Brian?
3: Well, I I grew up at my house. There was a uh, 57 Chevy school bus parked, and I would, as a kid, I would always dream about drawing it somewhere. And whatever.
1: <laughs> you could still okay, live that Brian. dream,
0: Brian. <laughs>
1: um, no, we. So we still. I actually, I was a big. Uh, I wish it was a Chevy bus because I grew up with a 56 uh, Chevy pickup. And I was like, oh, man, if I could have the bus version, it would be even better. But then I'd feel like Chris Farley. (laughs) Um, So, no, we have a a 51 Ford F5 school bus that we're putting on a 94 uh, Ford Super Duty frame that I picked up. It was like a county vehicle, county of Napa. only had uh, 40,000 miles on it. Oh, sweet. Um, Yeah, except it has a 460 and a 16-gallon gas tank. So I have a guy out in Idaho who's doing a lot of the work. And I had to drive it all the way out there. Oh, whoa! So I stopped in every no-name stopped to take a pee and spin a you know slot machine place in Nevada all the way up to Twin Falls, oh. Idaho. But um,
3: <laughs> that's amazing.
1: But yeah, you know, I learned a lot about the state of Nevada. I could do a state report after that. Um But yeah, so have Nevada a, tours, yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's not nothing much. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's a lot. And sorry for those of you who are from Nevada who are listening, but like you know, it was. Uh, I wish I had a faster car, like a nine twenty-eight that I was bombing through. Yeah, you know, I just cruising 80. at one forty. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that's my project car update. We're currently at the stage where it's getting, uh, the frame got straightened out and we're mounting it on the frame. That's it, cool. Yeah. What's the
0: plans with that thing?
1: So, that, uh, the plan with that is actually to, um, it's about a 15 passenger. So, it's, uh-huh. you know, it's the, probably the school bus you rode to school every day. Yeah, I'm just totally. messing around. No, uh, no, no, you're not messing around. I walked to school. Actually. Uh, okay. <laughs> no short bus for me. Uh, so, no, um, it, uh, it's gonna be part of our wine and brew tours and it's gonna be a Woody. So, we're going to totally woody the side of it. And um, I had to put it on a modern because it had the old frame and suspension in 1951. Like, that's great for like zombie land purposes, but for like actual mechanics and moving on, it was like, let's go with something bigger that can do the job. And so that's why we're melding the 51 on
2: the 94 frame. So, cool. Sweet. Yeah. By the way, Elaine uh, sh- was chaperoned to school. No, he said I, he walked. He, he had I a- actually, I was
0: in a wheelchair at the time. So. Oh, my <laughs> this is so bad. This is so bad. <laughs> All um, right, so moving, on. moving on. I so, love lamp. <laughs> so Eric, Eric uh, is the owner founder of Vantigo. Uh, it's a company in San Francisco. They do tours, winery tours, city tours, brew tours. Anything else I'm missing? guess um, like, that it? Weddings? Yeah,
1: something? we do a ton of weddings and charter stuff, but that's, yeah. that's really about it. I mean, it's, you know, Bruto tours in and out of San Francisco, wine tours up to wine country, and then um, – the city tours we also do right up near the San Francisco recording location uh at during the day we're cruising up here near Twin Peaks in San Francisco and actually at night we do night tours so not tonight luckily i'm hanging out here but uh i
0: heard the city lights tour is awesome from one of our uh, instagram followers oh nice yeah
1: it's uh it's a lot of fun. It's, um, you know, it's one of those things where it's like a hybrid of people that, you know, you want to go out and see the city and see different things at night as opposed to like during the day when there's just a million throngs of people and mm. just a lot of people don't visit things at night in San Francisco. They're usually at a, a bar, or a restaurant and they don't go, Oh, I'm going to go check out the Palace of Fine Arts or I'm going to check out Fort Point right below the Golden Gate Bridge. And you're like, Whoa, this is pretty epic looking at night. Yeah. And especially yeah. Twin Peaks. I mean, um, art probably knows twin peaks tonight up here is usually like high school high. There's a lot of kids up here, like having a good time, you know, driving their whatever cars. But when you get up there at night, it is just gorgeous. Like the view from up here is just amazing.
0: So yeah, that's cool. And then, uh, so you, you started this company in like mid 2013 ish. Yeah. August, 2013. Okay. And then I So, and you, at the time, you were doing tech.
1: Yeah, I was a director of implementation services. So, project manager of project managers. That's the best way, you know, I'm a people person. Uh, (laughs) And then, uh, and a little bit of background for everyone. Lane came on one of my first, like, brew tours September
0: 12th, I think. 2013 so not that he's like checking his time lapse or anything i just for that. i for this i checked my instagram <laughs> the instagram i checked your instagram feed actually uh, okay and you would put up a picture of uh of when we were on the tour yeah it was uh so yeah it was one of your first instagram posts yeah, and stuff it, it, so um i imagine it was pretty early on um, yeah it was i mean i didn't even social media now i'm like uh how does
1: this work um but uh yeah i started i was doing nights and weekends so i was you know had a fondness for beer didn't we weren't even doing wine we started wine tours about a yep. year ago and so i i kind of for six months on nights and weekends i stocked the streets in my volkswagen that i bought because uh we had had uh by the way we have three we have two 1971 and one 1972 volkswagens yeah yeah exactly lane's throwing up the picture of us like you know living the dream yep. <laughs> and uh so yeah we uh i i started um with a hope and a prayer, because my parents, my dad, his first car was like a '63 Super Beetle, or not Super Beetle. Obviously, that's totally a exactly. '63 Bug, <laughs> Bug. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, whoa. Uh, as big. a Volkswagen guy, I'm getting smacked in my self <laughs> in the face. Uh, and uh, started with that, and then uh, between my mom, my dad, my brother, and I, we've had over 36.
2: Like air cooled Volkswagens in our lives. Yeah, Jeez. that's wild. But I mean, and and for the listeners, see how Eric just stumbled there. We're usually very drunk when we're recording, so he's struggling right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have to go get a beer. Um, yeah. But Eric, so that that's super like, I guess, um, kind of like an essential component of your business, like right? Because it's like the, the key differentiator between because there's a shit ton of tours, a shit ton of brew tours in this area. But like, so how did that come about? Like, just why? Like, did you how how did the Concept the concept I guess yeah the, the VW idea. the yeah, VW bus yeah yeah,
0: yeah so because that's what makes it cool yeah
1: yeah, yeah so I was. Uh I've always had a lot of uh, different Volkswagens, and when I moved just from uh, Chico to San Francisco, I had a bug that I'd actually bartered all the way up to, so from like a laser, you know those stories you hear about? Oh, like, yeah. I had, I bartered you're cars, you're the right? kid
0: that started with a whatever, I was bought, a, a, bought a Porsche. Yeah, I got yeah. a laser,
1: yeah, not the Porsche Boxer, come yeah, yeah, on, yeah, yeah. Uh, so it was the laser pointer to a bug, and then I had to give it away, and we moved here, and I was talking to my wife, and unfortunately, garages rent for like two to $300 at right. the time then, and so So I was like, oh, this is stupid. If I get another Volkswagen and I'm trying to wrench on it, I'm going to pay extra money and it's not even going to be driving. So uh, I was like, what if I start a business? Perfect business, you know, write off, dual income, no kids. A weekend business, right? Yeah, exactly. And uh, so I got a bonus and I flew down to Costa Mesa to a dealership to buy a split window a 63 split window oh, dope yeah i was really excited went through it and i was at the, this classic car dealership and i drive it around they pick me up from the airport in it and it rides it's slammed so i'm like okay i can change that i can you know san francisco slam doesn't really do as well as you think it would yeah and uh we drive around the block and one of the it's dual carbureted 1600 like single port and it's leaking fuel out of one of the carburetors and I look at the guy and I was like, "Well, I'm at a dealership here about to spend 24 and this is before everything blew up a little bit, you know. Now, split windows cost a lot more." So
0: 24 was like kind of a top dollar price.
1: Yeah, and I was like, "I'm not going to drive from here to San Francisco in this van with a leaky carburetor." And he's like, Oh, my mechanic's not here, but you can take this VW guy down the, the way. And so, you know, Costa Mesa is full of like VW guys. So yeah. br- brought it down to this guy and he looked at it overnight and he came back and he just looks at me and he shakes his head. And he's like, don't buy this Volkswagen. <laughs> oh shit. It was, there's so many of those. You guys experience it all, in the, on, all the time. I'm sure with Beamers and um, Porsches where like people could uh, put a great paint job and interior in it. Yep. And then you pop the hood and you look in the motor and you're like, Whoa, this is like, you know, lipstick on a pig. So that's exactly what it was. And then I, Found the red and white one that I drove here today, Lily. um And she was in Lake Elsinore, and some guy was selling her for like 10 grand and looked great, and everything looked great. And I was like super f- frazzled from not buying this other yeah. one. And my wife's like, Why did you fly to LA? Like, you're not coming back with a car. And I bought it, and uh it's a 71, right? Yeah, it's a 71. Best part is uh, the guy drives it over and. Drops it at my buddy's house in Mission Viejo. And then he goes like, yeah, it doesn't start every once in a while. I think it needs like a new starter. And I'm like, okay. So he, you know, he goes off. He's happy. He collects, you know, 10 grand for me. And next day I go to start it. Doesn't start. And I'm like, oh, and I it was basically the solenoid was sticking in the old like how to keep your Volkswagen alive book, which is like the Bible for VW people. Oh, so you just put the you just
0: put it in between the two. And uh, I, of... I just you arc the solenoid yeah. so you oh. crawl
1: under and hope it's not in gear and you arc the solenoid. Yep. And so from here, from L.A. all the way up to San Francisco, every time I stop for gas, but I crawl <laughs> under it, arc the solenoid. And yeah, it was classic. It was, it was so freaky though. You're starting a company, you buy this car, and you think you're gonna ro- put all this like, you know, time, money, and effort, and then you buy this car, and then you're like, oh, the car. Yeah, and you know, the last th- <laughs> last thing you want to do is you go to your significant other and be like, oh yeah, so I drove it up here, but it, it needs work already, and yeah. I just spent ten grand on it. No big yeah. deal. Yep. Yeah.
0: And this is like a few years ago, and ten grand back then is like. You know, for that Volkswagen is like spending, what, 25 now or something like yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. So you're exactly. kind of, it's, it's a hefty amount of money, right? Yeah,
1: yeah. It's, uh, you know, your average bay window, like at least 68 to 71 is going to go in the, a nice one, 20, 25 grand, like a really super legit one. Um, and then after 72 to 70, 75 because of the pre-smog stuff, a little bit, you know, less. And mm-hmm. then, basically 75 to 79 that's actually huh are they worthless no they're not because that whole hipster movement and everyone like the van life movement of Uh people like one of you know the surf vehicles like my brother lives in ventura and all he does is gets Volkswagens from like bakersfield Mm. brings into ventura and sells them for like x amount more same with santa cruz too right like everyone wants a vw or something like that so even the smogable ones you have to smog they're still going for decent money in fact those are the ones that have the better motors though too "Quote unquote" for you VW people listening, there's like the upright air cooled seventy ones last year, and then it switches over to the pancake, which is like the Porsche one, the nine yeah, fourteen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So in my opinion, yes, the upright air cooled is way easier to work on, but. Like we have a 72 with the two-liter uh, hydraulic lifters, and it's just there's more power, it's mm-hmm. quicker,
0: it's quieter, has hydraulic lifters. There's all these different things that like. So those cars will be effect if the smog changes. That'll be a great one, right? Because are they? I imagine they have smog pumps and all this other bullshit. That
1: yeah, they're they're not like that smog crazy. But the problem is, is there's no one. I mean, it's just like going back to the 928 conversation. There's mm. especially in California, there's no one making smog equipment for a 19. 78 VW bus so you have to go to like a junkyard or go on eBay and find the exact equipment
0: and yeah, then, yeah. and that's really expensive I'm sure because you need it to pass smog and there's only so much of it ever built yep like uh, my brother had a 75 911 and he had he didn't need the smog equipment because it was a 75 so we took it off we sold the smog pumps or whatever for like a G yeah. And it was like, they were worthless because they're, they, they suck. Yeah. But some dude with a 77 needed those small pumps, right? So yeah. It's, I, so it's I imagine it's, the same thing.
1: It's the stuff that, like, um, kind of a sidebar tangent, but like, I really wanted to get a 3D printer because, um, Brian, you were talking about sunroofs earlier and our 72 that I bought, like, uh, I, I saw the sunroof and I was like, "Done, city tours. We should have this." Or like, "We're in Sonoma, crank back the sunroof." Mm-hmm. And the sunroofs are huge. Like they used to advertise. It's,
3: it's, a, it's a metal sunroof. It's not the ragtop stuff. Top.
1: No, it's metal. Yeah, for sure. Yep, and it's yep. like the whole top, right? Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah it's,
3: it's not like the same opening as a ragtop, just metal.
2: Yeah, exactly. Whoa, so that's gnarly. So does it slide into? Yeah, oh, it yeah, slides it like... into a cavity. Oh, really? So
1: it like pops up, but it, then it slides down. It's all mechanical. Mm. And Audi. um And I think Beamer had the same, like, sunroof manufacturer company. It's just these cables with a little cog that you spin and you hope that it works. And so um, when I saw that, I was like, oh, my God, I got to have it. This is great. But it's like those little things that, like, there's all these plastic parts, mm, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, man. I like just... little guides and stuff. Yeah, right? and, yeah, and you don't realize how crucial they are until you break one in half and you're like, damn it, this is not working anymore. And you're like, if I. Just... Yeah,
3: and it's stuck half open or something. Yeah. Like, exa- all of a sudden you have to tarp it.
1: Yeah, exactly. Actually, you know what? Here's a fun tip for everyone. I learned this recently <laughs> go buy those damn uh, car magnets that people advertise with you know like oh yeah you buy those i you know what i did for this whole winter with that one is i bought a car magnet that's the same size stuck it on uh, top it's not like duct tape it's uh, all that i mean yeah as long as you like you know keep a clean surface and you're not like letting it sit on there for too long so like when it was sunny i'd yeah. rip it off you know and then when it was going to rain the next week i would slap it back on and hope that you know it didn't fly off um but yeah so like i want to get a 3d printer and just go start taking these old cars, mm. scan the damn plastic parts, and reprint plastic parts because the ones you get from China are like crap. And now on a 3D printer, you can put like, I want hard plastic, durable. Dude, and, yeah. Yeah. Like, that's, you know, whoever's out there, someone titanium. do that.
2: I mean, yeah. yeah.
0: That's,
1: Interesting. that's pretty cool.
2: So you're talking about all these different engines, and I mean, and, you know, some are more powerful than others. Um, the slowest car I have ever driven in my life was my buddy's 1978 Volkswagen bus. Um, and apparently that's the good one. <laughs> that's the fast one. How do you deal with San Francisco Hills and a loaded car? I mean, do you soup up yeah, your car, your vans I'm a little honored, bit? Yeah. Or like, is it all you plan your shit right? Like, I mean, is it, how does how does it work? It's, it's baffling. It's like full of
3: people.
2: <laughs> yeah,
1: totally. The answer is nitrous. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine an air-cooled motor with nitrous yeah, in it? Goodbye. <laughs> um, no, so uh, one thing that um, off-roaders know is they always rip the transmission out of a VW bus because it's mm. super low-geared. Mm. So that was when I first started the company. I was like, ooh, am I like I, – my original route, the reason why I went um, around near um, – sutro towers and all this stuff is i used to go up this really slow route that was volkswagen friendly Mm -hmm. aka like not too steep or whatever yeah and then um you realize that like well it's they're really low geared Mm -hmm. they're never the fastest vehicle absolutely not like the van out there you were taking pictures earlier slow is all i know that's the sticker that came with the van Mm. when i was driving up the i5 bringing it home it was like 55 i'm staying alive although the speedo said i was going 80 because it's like 20 (laughs) miles an hour off um but they are super slow, and, um, you know, even the it, – it's funny. I make – I say, oh, the 72, it's got the 2-liter <laughs> hydraulic lifters. But, you know, its top speed is like 75. Yeah. But, you know, part of the enjoyment and part of the hook, when you guys were talking about Volkswagen, is just enjoying the ride. Yeah. You know, and there's so much nostalgia and iconic uh, imagery behind it that you cruise down the road and people are – it's just – you're going slow. And you know you're going slow, but you know it's like there's something
0: happening there. It's For real. sure, no, absolutely. No. But it has enough power to start up on a hill, basically. It, it's slow geared. It and, does. And they're, they're kind of torquey little motors too. So. You do. You definitely need to use your
1: e brake though, and that's mm-hmm. one thing that most Volkswagen owners, me growing up, it was like your Volkswagen, like the e brake cable was never adjusted right. Mm. So like you know you're just like oh e brake is kind of there. You want to leave it in gear and put a rock behind the you know the wheel, <laughs> but our e brakes. Um, that's one thing uh, Eliza one of our first uh, or you know, employees that I hired that didn't know how to drive stick I taught her how to drive stick in San Francisco. Whoa, no way. Yeah, that was a really exciting moment in my life.
0: <laughs> um, but <laughs> Wait, you uh... hired someone that didn't know how to drive stick. Shit? That's crazy. You know what
1: though, millennials, I mean all they know how to do is look up YouTube yeah, and so. and then, you know, there's some people that, sorry for millennials listening, but like there's some that really know how to drive stick and there's some that just like never grew up with it. And mm-hmm. Eliza was like super game to learn. So we started off in the flats, like parking lot Marina Green. Then we started progressing to Hills in the Presidio, and then now she's doing full-on tours. It took about a month, month and a half to get her where I felt comfortable enough to like say you can drive. Yeah. But the big thing I didn't even learn growing up was the Hill Starts, the idea of engaging the e-brake and then just not cuz you know growing up a lot of us learn where it's the the clutch and gas clutch yeah. and gas and you're sitting on the hill especially like Santa Cruz area or wherever else you're just sitting there like wah, 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 yeah, wah, yeah. Wah. and um here it's so much easier if you learn how to use the, the e-brake is right there too it's like oh it's a handbrake it's a handbrake that's super accessible mm-hmm. it's like right near the dash and so you literally can kind of like engage both and just like let it go so you wind up the motor get it going and you can get right up there mm-hmm. so it's it's kind of cool because um we have a randomly a little convertible bug in our um, shop. And um, Eliza wanted to drive it today because she's like, oh, I want to, like, it's going to have more power because it's a bug and a faster gear. And she's like, oh, this is so much fun. And I was like, yeah, shorter little stick shift, like, way smaller, lighter, you know, more agile. So it's just, it's fun because I can't wait to get her to drive a real car with some power behind stick
2: shift and she'll be like,
0: Oh yeah, yeah, exactly.
1: You know?
2: Totally. So. Yeah. Like a, like a dasher or something diesel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, uh, um, no, that, that's well, that makes sense. So it sounds like you have some techniques. I mean, it works. That, that's the key, but no doubt I I totally understand like the, like the, the, You know, as you said, the nostalgia and kind of like the 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 fact that it is super rad to be riding in this old school bus and and the the seating, how it I mean, it's super like you know you're basically sitting on benches and then the the sound that it makes and the big open the big windows and great visibility. It's 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 super cool for sure. So the reason
0: so when when we took the brew tour back in 2013, it was for I think I don't even know. Oh, we went because Connor. Our uh, Connor, original driving awesome member, he's been on here a few times, but uh, and he came up with the name driving awesome actually. <laughs> um, Connor worked in NHS, and Eric's uh. St- your mom's ex-boyfriend. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> some, so there was some tie-in with with NHS somehow. He he was a, a professional
1: skater, a yeah. longboarder that actually was one of the original Dogtown Z boys. There we go. Yeah, and so. he
0: knew some of the so he knew some of the the high ups at NHS, and somehow they told him about Eric and how he started this company. So connor contacted me and he's like hey there, there's this brood you know do you want to go on this and we like beer you know connor and i would always like i'd always go to connor's house and he'd show he'd like show me the he'd flip the get the new amana marth album out or something some heavy metal he, he was into and like and uh, grab some like craft beer he's into at the time um this when craft beer you know it's kind of like I mean way before that too this is when it was kind of like in its in its big kind of push or whatever um but, uh, so. so oh, like super hipster. Hipster, oh, hipster. Oh, so Connor, I think Connor's like over beer now. He's into like whiskey because that's too hipster. <laughs> but now whiskey's, I think, more hipster than beer. So. Wait, does that mean he's um, a
2: scenester because you're, you'll move from scene to scene? He's beyond hipsters, dude. Yeah, yeah. He's way beyond, <laughs> dude. So, uh, but anyways,
0: we went on Eric's Brew tour and the cool thing about it was the bug because we were coming out of, you know, from people that like cars. We like Volkswagens. We like all this stuff. And then going on the Vantigo tour was not you're not just on this like standard bus with 20 20 people from out of town you know going on this brew tour like it was almost like it was kind of like a hipster brew tour in a way like you could also be you could be a local and go on that tour like i would do that if it was in santa cruz i would want to go on vantigo tour in santa cruz even though i live there Because it's like a cool little thing. It's not just hopping on a bus with 20 people. Mm. And I think, um, and after, you know, going on it, like Eric has his, his buses are pretty done up, kind of cool. Like he has hardwood floor and they're pretty sweet. And you're also allowed to drink in, in them, which is rad. Um, summer going across golden gate like in the front seat drinking a beer like fuck, it doesn't get much better than that right in a in a bus with a big big <laughs> greenhouse in front of you you know yeah. and just uh it was pretty awesome and then eric being like super like a people person and kind of A a little bit of (laughs) a, he was a, he was uh, a lot of, a lot of tour guide kind of stuff going on too. So we're, we're driving out of the city and he's kind of pointing at, oh yeah, that's that, that used to be this, you know, kind of little, little neighborhood, little inside stuff, which is cool Um on our little drive and then passing around like the hops and stuff like that to smell, Um just kind of, you know, kind of talking to people. And then I remember Eric's, you know, Eric, you know, showing, he's kind of the, bringing the car aspect into it as well, which is why, you know, part of the reason I wanted Eric on the podcast too, um, because it is like centered around the car almost as much as it is the beer or whatever else you're doing. I think the car is 50% of what that all his tours probably are, you know, um, if not more. And so he asked everyone on, on our tour, it was just, uh, connor west and i and then a couple was with us and he asked us all like what our first or favorite volkswagen experience was i forget what what your question is um so you know everyone goes around and tells their experience about and it kind of it it brings it all into that you know everyone's been in a volkswagen knows someone's but you know Um, maybe with the new millennials and stuff, they're like, oh, I was in my like 2012 Passat or something and it gets a little different. But, uh, I think most of us on the tour had stories of, you know, being in old, older cars. Um, but overall it was just a really, it was the combination of the, it was basically the vehicle. And if you weren't in that vehicle, it would be your standard, you know, it'd be your standard tour and wherever you are. And just kind of like in. Very generic. Anyone could do it, and the fact that he's driving a bug in the city and doing his little wait a bug. Oh, sorry, a bus <laughs> in the city, and and having to navigate that bus through the city and do and and we're on the highway in the slow lane doing fifty miles an hour. You know, it's just that much cooler. Um Yeah,
3: it's almost. It might even be like a show. I haven't been on one of the tours, but you get to see him. It, it's like a performance.
0: Oh, like, totally.
3: He's driving the slow ass car full of people. And you get to see how he
1: does it. That's actually kinda of cool. And and I pass the the hell out of people in town because they're <laughs> dorky enough to do it. Yeah. And there's you know so many Uber San Francisco hazard lights. So here's the part where I bring Brian into this. So Brian, what's your Volkswagen story?
3: Oh shit. My first Volkswagen story? So is is ah, is, is it Lord.
2: Volkswagen story or air-cooled, or, like, is it just straight-up Volkswagen story? It was,
1: it was kind of a Volkswagen story because, you know, as kids, usually most of us have some kind of random connection or a friend who had one or we had to help push one off the side of the road. So that's what right. – but it could totally be air-cooled because, like, some of us had that, like, Porsche upbringing, which makes – total sense and i wish my dad was smart enough to be my dad legitimately one of the first memories i have is blowing up our orange camper by putting a porsche motor in it and not tuning it right bombing (laughs) up a grain and blowing it up so nice
3: Yes, that's rad so Uh, what's yours brian So mine i mean I'm, i'm trying to think i don't i don't think i really knew people with them when i was younger uh but uh, I owned one. It was, uh, I guess, maybe after high school, um, I was searching through the little free, the Santa Cruz Exchange. It was a free paper that had classified. So it was kind of like an alternative to the auto trader uh, where you just get like random stuff. And I, I don't think people looked at it as much either. And um, so somebody had a uh, free Carmen Guia. <laughs> and, so, and I thought that seemed like a great deal. So I went up and What a deal. <laughs> yeah. Little did so you know. I know. Yeah, little did I know, exactly. Uh, and so I get it towed to my house, basically. <laughs>
4: uh,
3: I, don't, I don't even remember looking at it. I just I, The thing that stands out in memory is the tow truck dropping it off, and, and maybe uh, my dad was there in his expression, but it was just completely rusty. Every, everything about the, under, the underpan was completely done. And, like, all, I remember pulling the wheels off, and it's of those things where you undo all four lug bolts, and then the wheels just not coming off. And you
0: <laughs> Fused. You know, you have to Damn. kick
3: it really hard to get it off. Um, and uh, so I cut that up in the driveway and took it to the dump. And Lane, I feel like Lane was there. I think it was. As I was discarding the, the remains of the Kia, uh, some guy comes up, he's like, Hey, I got another one of those if you're interested. Um, and I bought that one too. <laughs> <laughs> that was, that was a 71. It was like fully lowered. Um, so it rode like total shit yeah. and, uh, it had skinny, like 135s on the front so you could turn and then one ninety five on the back that looked really beefy. Um, But uh, that thing had just a stock, I think, uh, 1,600 or whatever with a single Solex. um, I think it was a single port, and it ran good until I tried to hot rod it with dual carbs and never got it working right after that.
1: Yeah. Dual carbs are like the devil. Even my, uh, 72 yeah. right now that I have the dual carbs on, it's like, we just put in I, two weeks ago, we, uh, a motor basically, um, cracked the block cracked Ooh. and it was a brand new motor. Ooh. So I had to do a, a Actually, I was listening to your guys' podcast, driving all the way down to the lovely, exotic place of Lancaster. Oh, beautiful. And and picking up, there's this great guy who has a bunch of motors in a big old VW yard and he builds motors all the time. So I picked up another two liter hydraulic left one from him because he warrantied it. Right. uh, right. But it's like, you you know, the dual carbs is just kind of like when you get them done just right, you're like having the greatest day of your life. And that's any air cooled motor, like even I'm sure the Porsches yeah. too. Yeah. And then you, you know, the minute you suck something up or something gets into it and it tunes it just wrong and then you're like, ah, oh, dual carbs aren't working. The biggest head- headache, my first, uh, yeah. square back was dual carbureted yeah. and I wanted to throw
2: it off a cliff. Yeah. Cause it's like, I you have like, to, I... uh, go ahead, Byron.
3: Like I, I bought the sink tool or whatever. That's what the I was to out How to use it? Does that it like a little floating right. ball? Yeah. Or whatever. yeah, yeah. It looks like yeah. you're playing
1: bingo. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's
3: like you know, like those things where you you touch your lung strength and you blow it in <laughs> or something.
1: Like it's a it's a breathalyzer. It's actually the first iteration of the breathalyzer, <laughs> but then they use it to yeah. sync
0: carburetors. Um, yeah. So yeah, but it's it's a simple
3: device, but so it is kind of a mystery to me. <laughs> <at all.
0: laughs> Yeah, I, I'm a fuel injection guy myself. Um, so hey,
1: Volkswagen was one of the ones that introduced fuel injection. True. I in the had
0: market. A, you talked about 914s earlier. That was my second car I ever had, or third car. I had a little 914 in 70, it was a 74. Yeah. And that was a fuel injected car. Yeah. Um, and the fuel injection was actually really good. I mean, it was one of those things you never worried about the. The
1: worst part is those computers, and it comes back to like what you were saying, Art, about like picking up computers from a junkyard or everything yeah. else. It's just like, like I could the technically the. This- the motor that I have could be fuel injected yeah. and the early vanigans too. And the biggest thing that everyone says is go to a junkyard, find computers. Cause yeah. you're just, yeah, gonna... so it's those
0: little boxes and they have a little, it's the little <laughs> magnetic ribbon with the little thing. And we, we sweeper. need to just take
1: iPhone threes and turn them into the computers, and put them in a Pelican box and be like, there you go. Oh, you want to go faster? Beep, beep, Dude, <laughs> There it is. Dude, <laughs> we could, we're,
0: we could almost be there. I mean, I mean, they, they have systems like that, yeah. like crazy, but uh, I don't know what their, you know, what the brands are, but there's all these aftermarket fuel injection yep. systems, but a lot like of them are Meg- kind of pricey, Mega Squirt and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, I don't think it's as simple as just like, oh yeah, <laughs> I mean, it should. It should, it should be, should because be right. It's such a
1: simple computer. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, you, totally. like so you, Very analog. Think, yeah. yeah,
0: exactly. You would think an iPhone, just placing an iPhone in the middle with the with the program on it. Yeah, it, work, runs, right? it
1: runs your radio, but also at the same time, you're like, eh, I like my fuel mixture a little exactly. different. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Just
2: delete. Just let. Let's just have the fucking iPhone th- uh, run the entire car. Oh I'm yeah. Like, just forget yeah. the engines. Forget the. Um, oh, um, that's okay. what I remember. That's what the, the i3 does. That's what right? the i3 does. Do you remember? I remember when the. What's up?
3: Is that what the Apple Car is going to be? It's actually going to be all these old cars from the junkyards. Totally. There's an <laughs> iPhone seven. All the dude, the motor yeah. The and the wheels.
1: Exactly. It's uh, the whole movie Bicentennial Man. That's what it's <laughs> going to
2: be right there. Uh, but yeah, the uh, I remember when they launched the first iPod. They used to like boast how like there was more technology in the first iPod than there was in the Apollo thirteen or whatever. <laughs> yeah. which Which doesn't surprise me. I mean, it's amazing like how we fucking made it to the moon with like such basic shit, right? But I mean, it's it's a fact, no doubt. Um.
0: Oh, So I, I wanted to say, um, so you have three or so basically your company has grown from the time I went on it, two and a half, almost three years ago, you had one van, you were still had your day job. Yep. You were working weekends. Yep. It was just you. Yep. Your wife was helping you with some like books and stuff yep. like that, I guess. Um, you were basically working seven days a week. I mean, you know, two days at, yeah. at this, yeah. and then. And, and nights too, yeah. I think you weren't even doing nights, maybe? You would talk, or maybe. I it, don't know. it may have been a, you like, might have been a, talking a glimmer about, in my eye. And I, then I like think a, you were talking about yeah. starting nights or something. It was. Yeah. And um, and now you've grown to where I see you have three vans, you have employees, yep. and you have a killer warehouse on the pier. Um, so, I mean, what, what's the, what's the, what's happened?
1: Um, you know, I, I think it's, it, you, you kind of said it earlier. It's still like, you know, we're, we're talking about all these different cars, like 928s and like the market has to get there and whatever else. The Volkswagen van is such an iconic vehicle that it's the hook. Um, you know, you, you guys were with me in September. I did a, in October of 2013, I had a woman ride along with me from the, um, the Guardian, the UK Guardian. Uh-huh. Now, I had no idea, to be honest. I thought the Guardian was the SF Bay Guardian, the little local newspaper. Yeah, wow. And my wife was like, no, it's like the New York Times of the UK. Yeah. And I was like, wow. Wow. I probably shouldn't have said half the stuff I said to this lady. <laughs> and so we drove around, and you know, then I checked in with her a couple times. She was like a local author who was a freelancer. And... Nothing happened. So I'm just bumping along, doing okay, getting a little media here and there. And then March 2013, I had an article, the front page of the Sunday Times on the UK Guardian on our company. And I was like, okay. So like that next, I went into my office and I'm sure that like some, you've had similar experiences with like GoPro and other things in the past where you're just like working, you're like, I'm done. I got to go. I walked into my boss and I was like, "So, I'm not going to work here anymore." <laughs> and he just looked at me like, uh, and I was like, he basically convinced me to stay another month on. So I I said, "Fine. I did the office space methodology where it's yeah, like, yeah. I will work here mm. to help finish projects, but I'm going to be doing this and if a tour comes along, I'm going to go do that." Yeah. Right. So literally I got I worked way too hard, but Towards the end, like the last week of work, I was just like doing Vantigo stuff at a computer in the tech company. You going were to... done, man. Yeah, I was so done. Yeah. And so um, that came along, and then I conned or I I helped finesse one of my friends who was my twin brother's friend growing um, at college. Uh, he was an assistant principal down in Ventura to come like be the second hand man. And so Eddie uh, came along and helped me uh, get Harvey on the road. And so the second van came on in like August. That's with... the blue one. Yeah, the blue one. August 2014, and then the third van, um, Jerry, I bought, so Harvey I bought in Oakland, Jerry I bought basically East Bay, and Jerry, actually, cool story. The one, the 72, with the sunroof, followed the Grateful Dead for about 10 years. Oh, which was the name. Yeah. <laughs> there were stickers everywhere, literally, like, these old dead stickers that I kept the windows. Like, you know how, like, you guys are all about old stickers and old patina. And, yeah. yeah. So I took, I replaced all the windows because I wanted to keep these windows because I just felt so bad about taking the character out of it. But also, when I was, res- you know, pulling stuff out of this, man, you can imagine all the fun shenanigans I found, all sorts of one little Perfect, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So uh but it had followed the dead for like ten years. So it was like so quintessential, and all our vans are named after historical San Francisco. And characters. Harvey is Harvey. Yeah, Mil- Harvey Melk and yeah. Lily is Lily Hitchcock Coit for Coit Tower. Our, so yeah. and then the new van, the new bus, the the big uh fifty one is named Sally after Sally Stanford, who was mm. a madam slash mayor of Sausalito at one point. Okay. And so just there's a lot of history behind that. But yeah, that's so it's it's all been just, you know, it's been people. It's like people like you going on the tour and just people tell other people. And it's exactly like you said, like locals want to go on it and people from out of town and people like I'm sure are when you're like, oh, we have family in town. Oh, Vantigo, perfect. Bing. Absolutely. You, could, you know, put people on our tours and it's automatically with, you know, only six or less people. You feel you're you're in, you're in a car with a friend. Yeah. And it's it's getting back to the car world, too. It's like there's such nostalgia, you know. There are not many vehicles that are still on the road, like a Porsche. Um, as much as I love them, you don't want to really cram four people in, or you want to get a bigger Porsche that will hold, like you know, yeah. a family. Um, but you're not going to see. That's why I feel bad about actually other vans that don't get the same rap as a Volkswagen, like the Ford Econoline from the '60s, or the like.
0: Yeah, those are rare. those are cool. Yeah. That wouldn't be bad to have mm. either. Like Let's to add to your fleet. Ford even.
1: But a German, yeah, the Ford Falcon uh, Econoline. But the the German is not going to typically know. Like, a, maybe mm. an Australian will or a New Zealander, but yeah. you know, like the Volkswagen did such a good job at pushing that. I mean, Brazil still made them up until 2014, right? Yeah. And you're, or you're in San
2: Francisco, too. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. what I was yeah. gonna get to is like here, it's such a relevant, like, such an important part of San Francisco history as well, right? So it's like super relevant. It's part of the city, right? When you're driving around, it's like it's not just like the person coming here from England. Yeah, wants to go in a
0: Volkswagen van around San Francisco. You know that that is just so... well,
1: and and that's uh, you know, Art. You can kind of back me up on this. When you drive around town, you don't see a ton of classic American cars. Not really. What you do see is you will see like some supercars. Um, you'll see the you know some Porsches for sure, and then you'll see Volkswagens. Because it's just the makeup of like this town and because the bug is like one of the easiest cars to park in this town. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's one in Alamo Square. If, if anyone goes near where the painted ladies of full house houses, there's this green one that's always parked around there. I swear when uh, Brian, you were talking about the rusty Carmen Ghia, this bug, like, must be OG owner, and he just doesn't care. Like there is newspaper stuffed in holes. Like you could see through the floorboards. The 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 springs on the seat are poking like the bad Adam Sandler. But song. it moves around. He drives yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. No, literally, like it's it's like it looks like a a work of art at this point because it's just so rusty and nasty. But it's like still going. That's
3: yeah, you awesome. gotta respect that
2: there's a there, on hate um do you i'm sure you guys cruise through hate uh, and yeah. in, 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 in you're probably very well versed in the history there but um there's a a Honda Accord, 1983, the silver one? Yeah. Just how you described yeah. it. And I've seen the lady driving it, and I'm 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 sure it's her first car, or the, she's the original owner. She just rocks it, dude, and just keeps it on the road, but the body is literally disintegrating. <laughs> it's insane. Yeah. It's like, I mean, you've seen it. It's like how you described dude. Like, it's just holes everywhere, rusty doors, rust, rust everywhere. Yeah. And then, in some places, I, I don't know why people do this. They put the aluminum, aluminum tape. Aluminum? Oh, oh, yeah. 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 Aluminum tape. Yeah, 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 like it, the like, roofing tape or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why that's like. Oh, this will do, right? That 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 that's a, a a fix. But but yeah, no, it's not. It's cool to see. I think also the VW bus, same with the bug.
0: Like it's probably one of the least offensive cars you could think of. Like no one's looking at that thing and being like gross, polluter, or gross, polluter. You know, it's not. It doesn't have that muscle car. St- it doesn't have the American car kind of stigma. I don't know. It something about it. It's very like cute. And uh I, I think people are just drawn to it and like love it no matter what. You know? I, I
1: have a great little short story with that. So um the software company used Peak. Um they hired me for like a photo shoot for their like you know, marketing video and stuff like that. And usually in San Francisco you have to get permits to like park on any street mm-hmm. or be anywhere. So we're in North Beach and they're like Oh, oh, just pull up here. And so it's, like, not a prominent area, but it was still, like, enough. And I was like, okay, I'm just waiting for a meter maid or someone to come along and be like, where's your permit? So these police officers roll up, and they're black and white. And I'm like, oh, here we go. And the, the woman rolls down the window. She's looking at what we're doing, and she goes, uh... He's selling that van. <laughs> and I'm like, no. She's like, how much would it go for? And I, you know, I sat there and talked to her for five minutes. And she's like, all right, well, have a nice day. And I'm like, it, you're absolutely right because Dude. you can, you can be the biggest jerk in driving sometimes you cut someone off right you can do whatever you want in that thing if you just throw the peace <laughs> sign yeah. you know it's and, and i hate to say it that way but like it is you know i'll tell people sometimes it is it Is i mean san francisco is like driving like a fish like you gotta yeah. swim in and out but like as a tour operator you have to get places and go places and probably the best vehicle you could do it in that's unobtrusive and like un you know, it's not going to make people angry or anything like that. Is a Volkswagen van with a cute, you know, with boatload of people just cruising yeah, along. Yeah. A you bunch know. of happy people in yeah, it. Yeah,
2: exactly. Totally. Yeah, no, that's different. Is uh, is is endearing the right term here? I don't know. There's just something. Yeah, I see. There is saying. something. Is endearing, it heartwarming? Endearing about it, yeah. um, no, no doubt. I mean, and just like the the movie, right? Uh, what was it? A uh, uh, Little Miss? Was it Little Miss, Little Sunshine. Miss Sunshine? Little Miss Sunshine. Yeah. Like that, It's such a central part. It's a character in the movie, right? It's it like, is. It's it's totally that. Yeah, and it's even though it has got all these weird quirks and issues, like it's still they can't help but love the fucking thing and keep it going. And oh yeah, it's part of the family, right? Our one of our vans did that. The
1: Little Miss Sunshine horn problem. Oh, it, so that's a known issue. Uh, Oh yeah, no, no, I didn't think it was. I thought that was like it's like cow tipping, like you know, it's not a real thing. So sorry if anyone thinks it really is. Uh, so anyways, I, I grew up.
2: I grew Can up. Can we say that there is no Santa Claus as well? Is that fair? Yeah. Or are we heartbreaking hearts? Well,
1: I don't know. All the for the twelve year old listeners that you have, you may have just you know killed the Easter Bunny. Uh, but uh we were driving, and uh, the first day I heard this new tour guide Luca, and he's driving, and he's a he's Italian, and he's such a fun guy, so character, and he goes. Man, he's like, can you meet me at the Palace of Fine Arts? And I was like, well, okay, what's going on? Like, I was like super nervous because it's first day driving, first other employee other than Eddie. And he goes, man, you got a horny bus, if <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and sure enough, every time you turn left in Harvey the van,
0: man. So it was just we had to unhook, just contact. the center and pull, he could just pull I, the wires. Oh, I, just, wire, I right? pulled the wires yeah, off. Yeah, the wires just right and, under the,
1: uh, in the yeah. We're actually we're about to put an Ooga horn on it because that it just there's the ghost in the details like the wiring is just your shot in there that we're like yeah. all right
2: we're going to put a different horn that's ridiculous mm-hmm. so that's awesome that's great yeah I love it and so um okay we, we've talked about uh, your vans a little bit of the history behind the you know how things got started in the company. But we don't know the about the name. Why Vantigo? There's Van in there. There's Tigo. There's Going. What's yeah. going on?
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, so so good question. So uh, the first name of Vantigo was actually uh, Vantage Point Tours. Oh. And if you guys watch like the show Silicon Valley, you'll find out really quickly that there's a Vantage Point venture capitalist firm. Mm. And you'll find out really quick. And you sub- submit your uh, LLC. You're going to turn down in about two seconds. So, uh um, I had a high school Spanish, uh, book that was called Ven Comingo. Mm. Oh, and, yeah, yeah. and, uh, my wife had something similar and we had, um, we were sitting on a whiteboard in our living room, writing stuff down. And I was th- saying, Van Francisco and all these like, <laughs> <different> <laughs> names. and so we had Vamos Contigo, Ven Comingo. Yeah. And actually it came together, Tigo. So it's like, so there's vamos and contigo, which is like go with you to go with. That's awesome. And you put van in there, and it just and it's such a unique name. Yeah. Um, there's some other. There's actually kind of funny enough. There's two other copycat companies that have started since we started in oh, San Francisco. Oh, trippy. Using Volkswagens. And it's it's the other reason why we want. Dude, them,
0: you want us to take them out? No. no.
1: <laughs> they're they're good people. You know, there's so much tourism coming into San Francisco that you know there's enough room for people. But the bigger thing is is. Um, you know, you look at other company names, and you, you're. I was really scared that Vantigo wasn't going to work. Like, mm. you know, when I had you guys on the tour, I was like, "Oh, this could be a really cute weekend thing." Yeah. And it may be good for me to do on a weekends, or sell it to someone else to do on weekends, but it may not work. So I was like, "Well, I could pivot, and I could do with that same name. I could do a lot of different things." Mm. So that was kind of part of it too, is just like, you know, I was kind of scared and starting out was like, okay, like good name, good idea it may pivot into something else. Yeah, you didn't call it beer tour San Francisco. Yeah, exactly. So you're yeah. Not like, yeah. I'm not stuck in a square yeah, peg. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, ooh, the tourism thing didn't work. I'm
2: going to do, like, van rentals or something else. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah no, and that's that's... And I'm sure the other company is called Vanley. You know, every, every fucking company in the uh, world is every, L-Y. Start, every uh, startup.
1: Startpanese. It's like put an LY at the end. Yeah, totally. So, dot uh, co.
2: It, it's <laughs> so know. funny because um, um, it, it it really is a thing. But um, there was like this weird, just kind of a random tangent. But uh, there was this whole app that was floating around like in social media, and it was uh, it was an app where you put in like you know you make your own <laughs> yeah. uh, startup name. Yeah. And my wife put a bunch of shit in there, and it and she's like really into bulldogs, and it was guess what, bulldogly because. Everything is L-Y, right? It's like, everything is Lee. It's like so ridiculous. Dude. I was waiting for you to say, and that's
1: how we named our first child. That's right. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, Amelie. Yeah.
0: Hey, that's my daughter's name.
2: Amelie. Uh, yeah. Well, that's her. That's <laughs> Good how Lane, job, Lane. Go. Good job. She's a startup. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> so, uh, so, uh, oh, what's up? She's oh, a startup?
0: So, uh, I was kind of, so more on the like business aspect of it. I mean, I know it's a car podcast, but, uh, so is your wife fully into it now or is she still have a a normal job or she is... she's still in her normal job uh-huh. um she you know
1: With this, all the money that I've been making with Fantigo is going right back in. So that's what's kind of nice. And it's kind of going back in the startup plan of there's so many people out here that like go out for funding and all this stuff. And it's like, no, we make the money, we put it back in, we restore another van, we bring on another employee, we add another van, we restore a
0: a school bus. And you have a place to house your vans now. I know, like when we were on the tour, you said you had a little like a garage, a parking spot, a parking spot, and you were working on it. Yeah, in the parking spot, I think oh, I remember actually when you when we went on at the next weekend, you said you were taking the next weekend off or the weekend after to put like sound deadening in. Yeah. Um yeah. so you were like ripping the whole interior and you had this little parking spot. Oh yeah. No, it's and uh Yeah, it was uh that parking spot. Actually that that
1: little place where we lived in the marina actually ended up having a two car garage that was like a uh, hundred bucks more, and I was like, "Why didn't I just get this in general?" But it was only long enough. Volkswagen's fun little fact about a van: it's about fourteen and a half feet long. My Honda Accord is like
0: seventeen or sixteen feet. Oh, wow. so. This-
1: yeah. Well, because you optimize space, right? You're sitting on top of the front yeah. wheel wells. Yeah. You have
0: no hang, hang, the, the, the hang over the wheels
1: is yeah. nothing, right? You and then no... your trunk space is on top of your motor. Yeah. yeah. So it's all, it's so vertical that they're right. really, it's uh, all your wheelbase. Basically. Yeah. Exactly. So, um, that little garage, they couldn't get anyone else to rent it because most people want garages for like SUVs or other things like that. And it was just like, it was like a 15 foot garage space as far as... And so it could fit two Volkswagens perfectly. So it was one of those things. But yeah, um, on a side note with that, if anyone ever wants to buy a Volkswagen van and wants to know what to do to make it quiet, you can ask me because it's just like... <laughs> I've I've literally... I should get stock in Dynamat because there is so <laughs> much Dynamat in my vans to make it... Because you've got to talk. Mm-hmm. And you're talking to people. We don't want to use yeah. microphones. Uh, and yeah. not, no offenses against microphones, but... um you know, it, it it's weird on a tour with that small of a car, mm. you know, and someone's in the back, third row back, and you're like, eh, yeah, today, yeah, it's, awesome. yeah. it's it, not it, as intimate. It, it takes right?
0: away that intimacy yeah. that makes your tour yeah. right, what it is, right? Yeah. And so, yeah, the, the, I mean, that was, you know, us being on your tour. It was like that's part of it, too, is yeah. that we were just <laughs> – you were some dude yeah. that was, like, relatable, that was giving us a ride to – you know, that, the knew his shit. Like, hey, yeah. check out this spot I know about. Yeah. It's not, it's not like a tour guide. Like, hey, guys, get your stamps here. You know, like, very,
1: it's not. That's, know, our that's our generation, stuff. though. I think everyone nowadays is looking, I mean, even your guys', um, the podcast The reason why I'm so drawn to driving awesome is how real and genuine you are. Mm. It's, you know, uh, to be honest, like the other day when you guys were talking about, uh, cars and coffee in, uh, Santana row or whatever. Yeah. And I was just like relating so hard with you guys about the supercars. Cause in San Francisco, we see the supercars all day long right around here. Yeah. And you're just like, you know, that person doesn't work on them. They bring them to a shop. And while I appreciate the supercar, you know, there's something real about, you know, you guys were talking about cars and the, the different tires and the brakes and the system. And we're burping and bleeding the system. And there's someone else who's listening right now going like, holy crap, I didn't know I needed to turn on the heater. Yeah. You know, that's why people like click and clack, which is unfortunately off the air. But, like, it's a lot why Driving While Awesome is, like, that's why I like listening to you because it's yeah. so real. And that's the same with our tours. They're so much more real
0: because they're so much more intimate. And they're just an everyday Joe kind of giving you a tour. Yeah, it's authentic. It's, Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I I mean that is the way I uh, yeah our generation appreciates that, right? Yeah.
2: It's not yeah yeah, well, th- this uh, podcast is sponsored by Vaseline. I'm just kidding. Uh, What's up, Brian? No, BRCO, <laughs> by the way, which, thank you guys oh, yeah. for, are you addicted for now? giving me the biggest yeah. waste oh, of time. Oh, awesome, ever. dude. I,
1: I now have th- five other, all the, my home friends I sent it to and now we're just like, did you see the Mercedes <laughs> diesel van from 1974 in Ohio? <laughs> oh, it's like, so oh my god, there's so many pop, pipe dreams that are now coming to re- fruition because of <laughs> totally. that app. Dude, sweet. For sure. Well,
0: our buddy Phil, who founded, who started brzl listens so oh yeah he's always stoked to hear about it i'm sure
1: for all of these don't don't do the mercedes or mine don't do the mercedes (laughs) and so
2: i I, you know i mean you you kind of uh brought it up a little bit there or just kind of mentioned it quickly but i i was going to ask what you drive on a daily basis i mean do you use one of your vans or you mentioned an accord um i mean we got to talk a little bit about car ownership so um can you help us out there a little bit maybe first car and then skip to what you're driving now (laughs)
1: <laughs> uh, first car, um, aside from like first actual thing that I could drive was a 92 Honda Accord stick shift with like the most base model that we actually hit a cow with. Oh, nice. Cause I grew up in such a rural area that it, it still survived. Wait, the cow or the car? The car. <laughs> uh, and then um, there was plenty of Volkswagens in the background, Baja Bugs, uh, VW Bus, and stuff like that. But the the Honda, and that's the reason why I still drive like a Honda today, is they're pretty bulletproof. Um, but I did have for a while one of my favorite cars that I wish I never would have got rid of was the uh, the yellow
2: CRX, the Si with oh, the moonroof. Yeah, Y forty nine. Yeah, that's the color code. Yeah,
1: and I was so stupid because I bought it from a friend. Um, this was probably two thousand. My original Honda died. It had 270,000 miles on it and it just was like going out, going the way of the Buffalo. And I was like, Oh, I need another car to drive with. Got the CRX mm. moonroof, everything, put new JDM seats in it. Like just like tuned it up a little bit. It had 210,000 miles. I put another 50,000 on it and it was an SI. And I was like, Oh, like I, I bought it for 400 from a friend. Wow. D- rallied it. Like we drive down to Big Cern back at a boys camp, camp I used to run and then like I was done with it and I was like alright it's leaking a little bit of oil it's probably- so it's like
2: an 89-ish yeah it's literally like it's that what like. Was that? Uh, yeah. the, I think yeah. the Y49s they only made them in ninety ninety one. yeah the oh, okay. it's right yeah. it's
1: like it was such a it's such a ricer like a perfect model yeah I can't remember if they made them in early yeah I, I just it. don't know my it's right is, then. it's like 89 because yeah.
0: I know mean, 86s were like super square and yeah stuff, it's and the then, rounder model yeah, yeah with yeah. the little the little Prius rear window so here's a question for you did
2: it have the seatbelts in like were they in the doors or, did, or were they mounted to the pillar? Oh, I think they were mounted to the Pillar. Okay, so think... it, was an 80, it was an 88. So they actually, yeah. or 88 mm-hmm. or 89. Someone yeah. may correct us. Like, yeah, no, 88 or 89. Because the yeah. 88 or eighty those were the most desirable ones. Because yeah. they were lighter and they had the oh, it ITR suspension. I, I
1: literally, yeah. when I drove it up and down, I hate to say I drove it up and down a dirt road a bunch. Mm-hmm. But it would just like, it was like Mario Kart. It was such a fun car. Yeah. And uh, unfortunately, I bought it for four hundred, and then I was like, bought this Honda that I have today. Just because, like, it's just a car that I, literally we're at $180,000. It's a car. Yeah, yep. and it's going to not blow up. And so I sold it for like 800 bucks. and some kid was just like, you know, came and was like, here's $800. And I was like, wow, that was quick. You yeah. know, not even thinking about oh, it. Oh, so
0: you're the guy we need to buy cars off of. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but uh, probably uh, the fun, interesting thing is, is now we're looking for another car, too, just like you, but I need something that I can do tours in in case a van breaks down, mm. but I can tow a van with. Interesting. And so it's kind of a dilemma. And for those of you. van. Yeah. yeah. Diesel. Oh, I, I'm with you all day long, except that, well, you can get a decent price when you use one. Transit Connect. Oh, too expensive. <laughs> no, it's also the you wife. You
3: have to buy the, buy the rusted ones on the East Coast.
1: Yeah, well, those uh, are cheap. well the BRZO helped me out. I looked at those too. But <laughs> uh, my wife also wants to be able to drive it too. So we've been trying to – and the thing is the vehicle is the hook, right? One of the biggest problems that Vantigo has is when one of our vans breaks down, People are like, "Whoa! I booked this experience, yeah. and I can't Ooh. show up with a town and country Chrysler." And we, yeah, I was right. gonna right. ask that. So yeah, what does happen? Um, well, we now have a. I have a maintenance log where I track everything that breaks down, mm-hmm. and I literally have gotten it almost down to a science where I can predict when something's gonna break. And I get like we get clutches every six months because San Francisco right. we just put such a load on them. Yeah, but. Um, You know, all the other little things, it's like when one van breaks down with one of it, I order all those parts, have extra sitting on hand at my mechanics, and then we replace them all. So half the time, I'm sitting there banging on stuff with my mechanic. Like today, the red van needed new wheel bearings. I'm like, all right, well, let's get new wheel bearings on all the vans. So it's like preventative maintenance. They're the Volkswagens, same with like a Porsche too. They can be a very high maintenance vehicle, but if you treat them like a high maintenance vehicle and take care of them and pay attention to them, they're gonna run forever. Right. So um, that's the the problem is, is like I'm trying to find another vehicle that kind of gives enough nostalgia and stuff. The only thing I can think of that's kind of fun. And I'm trying to get my wife to sign on for is the Land Rover Defender. Oh, that's a good choice, and it's yeah. it's gonna only appreciate yeah. the value. Yeah. They have so many years that look the same, and the parts are probably you know pretty the the thing is is their value ever since they stopped making them now, has yeah. just started to skyrocket, yeah. yeah, they're getting crazy, yeah, they're getting pretty crazy, and you're seeing them for like a hundred grand or more, and you're just like, oh man, like but it would be perfect for so so like you're the looking cars. like a one a long wheelbase one. Yeah, something that I could actually put a couple passengers yeah, like a in. Yeah, a 109 or 129 yeah, or whatever. Yeah, exactly, there. exactly. So, But, yeah, that's kind of – I mean, aside from that, I've had – I mean, we could all tell stories. You guys had the best – one of your funniest podcasts was, like, worst car and best car, like, that you've ever had when you guys were talking about, like, oh, yeah, I had this, like, something or other that I rallied with or it always broke down yeah, or yeah. whatever. Or Brian just literally talked about the Carmagee cut in half. But, <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> But, yeah, my favorite car was a, a K5 Blazer, in 86. Oh, yeah. So we, big probably square the, thing, right? Those are the big square ones. Yeah, yeah. The, the top comes off the back. And yeah. when you're in college in a little town like Chico, that is a great advantage to have. Uh, the only yeah, issue, cool. except the '86 is the vacuum carburetor. Ooh, gnarly. So there's so many vacuum lines going through that when you walk up to smog, and that's one of those ones. And I feel for you, Brian. Like that's the one where I blew the head gasket and tore it apart, and then the the you know you're in college, so it sits for like six months, and you're yeah. like, oh, the beast is you know I can't <laughs> put the beast back together, and yeah, yeah. so you know, impractical. And when gas prices hit like four four dollars a gallon it was like see you later blazer Mm. you were a great college car but let's be practical so yeah
0: yeah those are cool though how about something like i'm trying to think for your kind of application I mean, Defender is a good choice, but they are like what, I mean, what is a good long wheelbase Defender run? Oh, they're they're 40 grand for a decent one.
1: Yeah. 30, 40. And that's the thing too, is you get into it. It's like uh, Brian's talking about the the diesel vans, right? Like you kind of want to like, can I get something diesel? Can I get something that holds five to six people that's diesel? That's interesting, you know? And it's kind of hard. Like you start, you know, it's like all of us when we use uh, our different apps to like Check things out or see like, like identify or be like, oh, this is a, you know the 928 search that you're doing, right? It's like I want a stick shift that does this or whatever, and I'm like, okay, I want a vehicle that does this, that does that, da 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 da, and it's just like it's a hard and yeah. and suddenly that's affordable too because I'm you know it's a company expense but I can't walk into a dealership
2: and finance a defender typically because they're yeah. just not yeah and i mean they're they're not renowned for reliability either and, yeah. and so so and then as you mentioned before yeah, like access to parts and all this bullshit like i i, I <laughs> Wait, was thinking slow? yeah yeah i guess, the, so, I guess the, yeah yeah, yeah. so the one that keeps coming to mind is there's one that parks down the street but it's not they 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 do make like a longer one and I've seen a closed cab one, but the the early Land Cruiser or yeah Toyota Land Cruisers. Oh but yeah, yeah. And that those, would be a great those one. Those are fucking bulletproof. The big ones. They look bad. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're the '80s ones, like '80 80, '85 or whatever. The <laughs> But so, or you're looking at even earlier one. Or... I was thinking earlier, like basically like, like an a Jeep, FJ, like an, an FJ, FJ. Yeah, like a long FJ, FJ. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah the
1: one. It's kind of like the Defender, except more bulletproof of motor. Yeah, and yeah. The, uh, but you sit in the back yeah, like troops. Still, yep. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you, you have, you yeah, have yeah, the jump
2: seats one. in the back, right? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, like the they the,
1: they troop seats. And Brian's right, they're really hard to find in good condition for cheap. Well, not cheap, but like.
2: You're but cheaper ch- than a Defender, though, right? True. Yep.
1: True,
0: yeah, probably an uh, early FJ is super. How about a Wagoneer? Oh, dude, the wa- like how' uh, That would be sick with the wood on the side and everything. Yeah, the Wagoneer... What anyone? about Bob?
1: Yeah, no, the Wagoneer actually has come to mind, and, and my wife's actually kind of into it. But it's like getting into... It's, it's literally... And I keep circling back to the 928, but the Wagoneer is like a 928. Yeah, like oh, there's no. a certain audience that likes it. Yeah. But because it's cheap, you know, it, I haven't done a lot of research on the Wagoneer. It may have a lot of universal parts. Like the, they made Cherokees and the trucks and stuff. So if you get the Wagoneer, that's right when the Cherokee was coming out, you
0: may be able to find a lot of parts. But they were high dollar back in the day. Oh like yeah, same kind of thing. Like that
1: wood grain.
2: Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. It gets, there's all kinds of weird stuff like Zuzu Troopers and oh, like yeah. all this other stuff. But I, Zuzu I, Troopers are uh, cool. Dude. They're cool, <laughs> but you, I, I, you're still trying to capture that nostalgia and really the association with the city as well, right? Yeah. Like what's San Francisco that you can rock? Like I mean. The, the the early Econoline Falcon Vans, like, still kind of... like Dude, but, I got but, it. But,
0: I got it. Linking Continental Convertible. Oh, like the one
1: that you can... Like, suicide doors well, Yeah, the Suicide... Like, the one Entourage. that's in Entourage, you can fit, like, six or seven yeah. people, and you could probably tow a vehicle with it, because it's got such a big that's motor. A, <laughs> yeah, it's on a frame. Well, you know, to to your point, and I, and I know you guys ha- haven't gotten to this, but one of the issues with the Van Tigo is that, like, I loved air-cooled, and mm-hmm. I love the motors, but, like, the longevity of this is really hard. Like, when you're looking down the road 10 years from now, you're like, oh, man, are parts going to get easier? Are they going to get cheaper? Are the vans going to rust? Is it going to be harder to find body
0: panels? Like- How about uh, bringing them to someone, like, uh, down south, like EV West or something?
1: Yeah, actually, I've talked to Michael from EV West, yeah. and we were um, going to, to bring one of our vans in and one of the things that i ran into an issue is that ev west blew up yep i mean they just they went from like oh kind of a quiet thing to now a very big like you know and their their project timeline was like oh yeah bring it in and we'll get it back to you like a month and a half and the lithium-ion batteries now they've gotten cheaper But they're not exactly where they need to be to be a really good market value. So Mm. ideally, it is
0: still what, like twenty to twenty-five k? Probably for the conversion
1: that I want to do, because the motors are actually cheap, like electric motor and charger and all that. Yeah, it's like five grand or so. But but putting it in the battery. Well, the batteries are where it's the expense, and so I mean that's why Teslas cost so much is like you know. So I wanted when I was working with him, I wanted a two hundred mile range um, electric vehicle, and Volkswagen made them actually the the Porsche and a, a Volkswagen in Wolfsburg at their um, the factories they had electric vans cruising around. They were just like the parts vans they mm-hmm. cruise around and drop things off single cabs and stuff. but uh the the thing is back then lead acid batteries weighed a ton only could go so long. So we've looked into it, but now the cost is probably about 40 fifty grand Damn. but if I wanted to put a Subaru motor in them,
0: oh yeah yeah,
1: then it, it's like seventeen grand. Mm. And that's all your, a, that's and it,
0: pretty nice, just a naturally aspirated Subaru. And you yeah. get
1: the 2.2 or the 2.5 liter and yeah. just like – The longevity is is there, and the parts are available. And the
2: reliability is there. Yeah, and you're just blowing head gaskets and burning oil. It's no big deal. (laughs) Uh, But, no, I mean, there's upgrades that you can make to actually sort that shit out. Well, yeah, yeah,
1: see, I mean, and that's the thing I don't know about Subaru is I've never been a – my twin brother's been a Subaru motor, and he beats the hell out of them and likes Mm them. But you're absolutely right. There's, like, all those bad things that are, like, you know, it's not like a Honda motor. That's why I'm like, why is no one doing a Honda? Well, it's because they got to turn the right way, and then Subaru's, you know, the flat style of motor, so yeah, no, I mean, but...
3: or you could do, you could do a TDI swap.
1: Yeah. The, the, so the, the bigger thing is, is when it comes to doing those swaps, right? Like it's either me doing it or it's trying to find like a shop that wants to do it. Like for me, the, the bigger thing and all of us can probably relate is you, you have your business and then you have your hobby. Mm. And when yeah. the business and hobby mix, like I have going on, like I have to run the business most of the time. So I don't, and I, I don't have the agility to be like pumping out a motor and know how to do it so quickly. So we all have our yeah. mechanics, our friends that we work with that are like, hey, Bob, come help me do this. Yeah. So like when we do like bus lab over in Berkeley, they do the the swaps for a lot of Vanigans. They do the Subaru swaps all day long. Um, But, you know, yeah. trying to find someone else in the Bay Area that willingly wants to work on it, you walk in with some kind of conversion they go, whoa, look at that Frankenstein yeah. motor. Take it back to where you got no, it from. You gotta,
3: yeah, you got to have someone who's, yeah. Done yeah. Before and yeah, you, yeah. Having people being able to do regular service is pretty important. And, and, uh, and it's an it's an interesting question. Yeah.
1: And the thing I I'm worried about. And that actually goes back to all the uh, antique Porsche owners. Is that a lot of these mechanics, all the Hanses and Fritzes and everyone else that's been working on these Volkswagens forever, they're starting to retire and close yeah. shop. I San, San Rafael, where my mechanic's at, there there was three mechanics, and two of them are retiring or closing this year that are within his like area. So he's one of the ones, and he's you know he's not a spring chicken either. Yeah. And so it's going to get to a point where air cooled. Like, I love air-cooled, but the mechanics of yep. it, like people that are willing to work on it that are quick and just know the old school, like they come in and they just put their ear to the side and they're like, ah, oh. and I'm starting to get there. It's really awkward and weird that I'm like, I start driving a van, I'm like, oh, this is wrong, you know, and it's just from practicality and, you know, use, and I hope I become one of those guys at one point and yep. maybe if Antigua doesn't work out, I'll just become an air-cooled mechanic <laughs> um, <it> <laughs> for Porsches. Well, that's half the guys in town here. um Aldo's down on... uh post he doesn't work on Volk's. his sign has old school sign has a big vw sign on it doesn't work on bulk money's anymore. not there dude Poor, oh, all day for, yeah. long
0: the old you know 911s 912s yeah, he's yeah. just like yeah bring them in <laughs> hell yeah dude he's like i'll do a twenty thousand or twenty five thousand dollar engine rebuild screw this like two thousand dollar engine yeah and, it, and it's funny because he's ordering the same parts and he's like yeah. all right
2: uh, okay
1: here yeah, you go exactly
2: so, dude yeah good stuff good stuff um so we got some trivia questions right or no trivia no we got some questions for Eric. Uh we have questions for Eric. Yeah, and I have trivia to, at the uh, end. Uh, Coolio. So um we uh, reached out to our, our followers. Uh, did you get anything on on Facebook? Uh, I, just, I don't think so. I just checked Instagram. Uh so you know we reached out and let them know that you were going to be on. So um uh first gentleman Mark, oh actually
0: Oh wait, wait. You didn't answer the question though or you kind of alluded to it. So what have you used as a replacement? For the motors? No, for the what? tours. Yeah. When oh. your car breaks down, have you had to use a replacement before? Um,
1: yeah. Uh, so uh, most of the time, it's either I, sh- I shuffle people around. Uh, we used a town and country one time. We rented a town and country, but we were doing a tandem tour, so we were supposed to have two vans on the same tour. Uh-huh. And it was really awkward because, like, you're like, okay, so what we're going to do is at each stop, you, you're going to get in the town and country with this other group, uh, group A. Like a minivan? Yeah, a minivan. Okay. So it was like me and Eddie and let's say eight people. So yeah. four on four. So we took one group and you're group A and group B. So at every stop, we swapped from the town and country and the other group got in the Volkswagen so they could have it. Yeah. And the, van, the actually other van came halfway back through the tour. Our Other Luca brought it back from the shop. So we were able to continue the rest of the tour and call it a day. But, um, yeah it was uh, it was really funny because as a tour guide we're like oh man the town and country roll down windows <laughs> can't oh, hear yeah. anything stereo yeah. plugs right in yeah, so yeah.
0: you know it's like all
1: those things I
3: almost brought that up actually as a suggestion with the early minute yeah but, but I don't know it's it still goes... the same sort of feel yeah. how about
0: a family truckster <laughs> like, just go straight up.
3: It, it, you to sit up high for some reason. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah it, it'll be interesting. I think, to be honest, when that Ford bus comes online, that's a really good recovery vehicle. And even though it's super mondo big, it will be able to, like, we literally could probably hook up a Volkswagen on a tow bar and mm-hmm. then continue the tour in the bus. With it on yeah. it, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> so total Partridge family and, you know, just rocking down the way. But right now, actually, to be honest, thank God for Uber and Lyft. 'Cause when we break down like if we do a tour up in Napa or Sonoma and we happen to break down, which we haven't, knock on wood, uh, we just like bust out Uber X or Uber we yeah. like, we're like you, you know, haven't you said No, we have it up there, but like in town we've broken down and been like, all right, well, we're going to end the tour and we're going to Uber you back to wherever you want to go. Yeah. The Highway 1 tour we've broken down before and just been like, so the the motif is like actually, it's really funny. I was super scared when the first time we ever broke down and people are like, well, it's a Volkswagen. Like, you know, this is inevitable. Do we need to to push it? Like, what can it, you know, half the time, like there's people coming, popping the hood, looking back there. Oh, yeah, I remember this and this and that. And so what we've done um, most of time like um that that's the coolest thing is that people are like into keeping going like yeah you know what we'll just lock the van up like eric will eric will come get it later and we'll
0: just keep going to the next brewery it's cool i think i think people like yeah heading out on your tour it's different than like uh they're kind of ready for that adventure maybe it's
2: almost an expectation yeah so yeah that's awesome well that was going to be my question so uh but yeah it sounds like it's not that big of a deal and it makes sense um (laughs)
3: What's yeah, I am just thinking about the the being able to continue with the vans. It feels like you could jump into the van again, like the early if you could just get the motor thing figured out, like if you could come up with a standard like just stick with the type four and have like motors on hand to swap out when needed or whatever.
1: Right. You put you're that the-
3: across the board.
1: Ryan, you're looking for a job, right? No, uh, we, (laughs) we, we actually, we, we do that. I actually have spare motors sitting at my mechanic shop. So when we're down, that's the coolest thing about Volkswagen. Four bolts, 30 minutes later, motors out and you can put another one in. I mean, it's almost like a NASCAR pit change and you can just, it's like if I had a Ford van, something breaks you're like crap i gotta wait three or four days even if it's a new one or whatever but now it's yeah. you know the volkswagen it's like we go down yeah it affects one or two tours but the next day by noon we're up and running again so that's a pretty but, cool thing
3: so with the same parts you could be doing the early air cool vanigans too right which that would totally be the same sort of trip.
1: Yeah, except the seventy ones, um, you have to do a lot of modification to get the um, the type four motors in there. So that's that's oh, okay. that's the big thing. It's funny, right? Because in my seventy two, that's the first year they used the pancake motor, and I put the two line or the two liter with the hydraulic lifters. So I was like talking to my mechanic. I was like, "Well, can we do this with all the other ones? Because it'd be a lot faster and quieter." And he's yeah. like, "You could, but yeah. you're gonna butcher a lot of things. We're gonna have to do a lot of work to it." But at the yeah. same time, if I'm going to go ahead and put a freaking Subaru motor in it, and that that was the argument that my first mechanic who sold this place to the other guy was that, like, well, you could put a TDI. You could put something else in there, and that's the issue is that you uh, – the amount of money that you put in to put a TDI in, you could mm. go buy a 1600 upright that's, like, fully built and beautiful and have it sitting yeah. off the side of the road, and then you go down, you know, that two $300 you may lose in tour revenue – is not going to equate to the fifteen to twenty grand that you're putting in to put this other crazy motor. Yeah, yeah.
2: So, right, right, right. Yeah. But I think what what Brian was alluding to was maybe actually incorporating uh, one of these early Westies, right? Is that what you're saying, Brian? Like instead well, of actually. It doesn't have it, to be West Valley, but you know, or just of a, or early, early Vanagon, but... yeah, or Vanagon. Yeah, yeah, and then
0: it. you're getting to like you're taking away the charm, right? No, but, but are they? I don't, I mean, think I don't know, so, dude. The
3: early the early like mm-hmm. they single headlights, and I mean it's still a Vanagon is thin.
1: If you let my wife let me buy one and then we just like paint it up as like a tour recovery vehicle and make it look like a ambulance right. or something like that, there you go. it'd be perfect. I totally agree with you, but it's it's one of those things where it's uh she's on the the bandwagon of, like, let's get something that tows and also can tour at the same time. Oh, right, the towing thing is key. Yeah, Yeah, because you could literally, on a bad day, you could hook up a, they make a tour uh, tow bar. You just hook up the tow bar and be like, all right, I'm going to tow this up, and you guys all get in the car, and we're going to keep on going. So
3: Yeah. Hey, any, I mean, I'm pretty sold on these tours, and it makes me want to, like, if I'm, like, if I was coming from another country, traveling to San Francisco, like, no brainer, this is exactly what I'd want to do. Do you, have you talked about it like going worldwide with this stuff or what like like in germany doing tours through berlin and an old vw bus
1: so actually there's a, another company in berlin that does it. it's called soul bus and they uh, they do oh. it with a nine seater so they have because they made that's kind of a rare volkswagen transporter a bay window is that it has three, the bench up front bench in the middle and bench in the back, Ooh. which is like the okay. slowest <laughs> of slow. Cause you have an eight seater, right? Yeah. S- yours? Yeah. So the, the blue, the blue um, van, but I'm going to tell you, I, it, I thought it was a great idea it is when you put that extra person, that extra two hundred bu- pounds yeah. of meat in there, or flesh, then it's just like that poor sixteen hundred, or we have a sixteen forty one in it. It's just like, it's oh, yeah. you, you could just feel it. So, um, yes and no. The other thing, I mean, we're not going to get too far into it, but the air conditioning factor. Mm. Um, we have an aftermarket air conditioner in that blue one that has the uh, eight seats in it, and um, it is. Uh, It would be great if it was just the two of you up front and just chilling, uh, but the back doesn't get it. And I think it's actually a design flaw that the next one I put in is going to be different. But you're putting more stress on a little 1600 air-cooled, and it's just, you know, it's it's not... I will say modern air conditioners in the aftermarkets are way better. Like, you know, it works great, but it's... it doesn't do the trick. We actually have reverted to old school. Like, I literally have a, a Thermador, the swamp cooler you hang in your window from the oh, 50s. Yeah, yeah. Oh, dope. Yeah, and then I have a Bel Air plug-in, like, 12 volts, like, sits on the ground. And you put ice in it, and it's, like, its own little swamp yeah. cooler. And then I bought those, like, cheap Chinese Chinese Amazon, like, personal air conditioners. Yeah. Just for, like, Sonoma. And cool. Just, and most people, though, now we've just been telling them, like, hey... Like, it may get hot, and we actually have timed it so we leave at the heat of the day from Sonoma because that's where it gets hottest. Yeah. But, like, AC. So, that's the biggest problem is, like, you can't go to New York with this because there's no AC. You know, there are some other towns for sure that I'm not going to, like, allude to, but we (laughs) definitely have thoughts and plans in the works for, like, those. But again, like, there's a lot of kinks of still working out. Like, the whole air cooled thing and Subaru and what we just talked about, like, I want to get it to be bulletproof Mm. before I'm, like, oh, yeah, here, Bob. Take this town and you give it a try. But it's not even, I'm going to be honest, like the, it's the real tourism piece. If someone took a nice six seater vehicle and knew what they were doing and went to another town, they could blow it out of the water because it's real, it's unique, it's interesting. Like even your kids, like we have families that come on our tourist yeah, yeah. lane or, you know, not necessarily your kid yet, Art, but, um, we, we're so intimate. It makes it so much more fun because you get on a big bus and you have a two-year-old and a seven-year-old and the two-year-old wants to do this. And the seven-year-old's totally into it. You're like, great. The two-year-old's like not disinterested or yelling, but then you get in a small vehicle. You're like, I don't care. Like the two-year-old, like we're all, it's weird. It's different. We have other things for little kids and all the all
0: sorts of things. So it's really. Well, like we did a little, we did a brew tour for art's man shower or whatever for his, <laughs> when he was having his <laughs> baby. baby. Yeah. Um, And it was in the city here, and it's one of these big buses, like... Like with the purple lights inside. Yeah, like with a stripper pole. The pole yeah. yeah, it has Are, a yeah. pole in it. It's definitely in like movie? God, can you <laughs> imagine <mention>
1: that? <laughs> There's only a
0: certain size stripper that would fit a Volkswagen <laughs> with a pole. <laughs> <laughs> Little pygmies. Um so the 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 whole our whole thing that was all about like you go to the brewery and you're hanging out at the brewery and you're drinking beer. And on the bus we're just like kind of waiting to get to the next place. You're yep. not really even seeing outside their tinted windows. It, it's not like that's not part of it. The person's just driving you there and it's basically so you don't have to drive drunk. Yep. Um, that's why your tour, I mean, to kiss your ass a little bit, but that's why it's so appealing It's like, it's not, it isn't just, it's not a to B you're, we're not driving a Honda Accord. It's all about the adventure getting there, right? So, yeah. and that's why I think people don't care if they break down this and that. If, and, and like you, if you have a tow vehicle that's a fucking rad Land Rover, Land Rover Defender, how cool is that? That's the best story ever. I get back. I'm like, dude, i went on a tour and we broke down, but we had beer. So we were drinking beer on the side of the road. Yeah. And then this Land Rover Defender picks us up and we continue on the tour towing the Volkswagen. And look at these cool pictures I put on my Instagram account. Like, dude, it's rad.
1: Yeah, like, we've. I mean, we've had tours where we've had to push. Like the the starter was going out. So great. And we've totally like been. Uh, everyone has had enough beers and like, all right, we'll we'll help you push. And I would push. totally
2: push. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So that's awesome. All right, so let's move on. What, what questions do we have? Alrighty. So we got uh, this is on Instagram. Uh, Mr. Mark Pribanic. He's got that. Uh, he has that like rad robins 356. Blue three fifty six. I don't know what the real color is. Uh, stopped at the brewery on Highway One, just north of Santa Cruz. They had an awesome grapefruit beer. That was his, that was his question. <laughs> no, he has a
0: question after that. Well, I know what
1: the beer. It's called Paradises Paradox. It's uh, it's pretty good. They're really food center beers at Highway
2: One. Yeah. Oh, awesome. Uh, his actual question is, how did you find your first bus? Are there any plan and are there any plans to add a split window bus to the fleet?
1: Yeah, so it's funny we talked about it earlier right the story. Um I would love a split window. Um people always ask me, "Oh, are you going to get the 23 or the 21 window or whatever else?" Um I uh I the split windows are great. They're actually a little bit skinnier. So oh, that's really? one Size thing. Is yeah, they're a little bit, not a lot. Uh-huh. Um and uh the thing that's harder with the split window is all the little windows. So when you have a bay window, the windows are so much longer. Yep. You know, it's just like looking out from your house here. It's like you know, you can see everything, and it's nice because you have a nice big view. But if like the split windows, there's always a pillar. Yeah, all and, the little yeah. Yeah, exactly. And um, the thing that I would worry about is trying to figure out if there's a way. Like our our most recent, the one that I redid the 72, I put late model sli- sliders in. Mm. So 78, 79, there's these Euro sliders that slide yeah. halfway down. So you ha- literally have this, you know, probably a foot and a half by two feet wide opening like a regular window. You slide it back and you stick your head out or a camera and take pictures. So, um, yeah, I love the split windows. I want a split window. Um, The bigger issue is when your brand is all the bay windows and then you get a split window Uh, and people really want a split window or they don't. So if you show up, like, let's say I got a 23 window. Whoa, like, how many people would want to ride in the 23 window that are really into it? So you're just kind of like, you get in this paradox of, like, okay, do I have to start another tour, uh, like a more...
2: Like a premium kind of tour, exactly. Yeah. yeah, it's like the black, the Uber black, or whatever. Like, yeah, black, it's the, like
1: yeah. Uber X, Uber yeah, Black, Rex, Uber yeah, Special,
2: yeah. Uber, you know, all that. It's the same yeah. thing. So it's like, I, I do want a split window. Yeah, and then you start getting like a pin scour in there, and like all these oh, World yeah. War II Pits like scour. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <yeah. laughs> it's like that's the green tour. Yeah, the camo that, tour.
1: You know what? That's what I need to tow the. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, <laughs> that be perfect. It only goes fifty. I minutes. have a buddy
3: who's telling one.
2: <laughs> yeah, but how fast is it? Demo? Is it Brian? Brian? Is it demo? Yeah. Oh no way he's selling is.
3: Well, I don't know. That was before he moved. Oh, uh, interesting. He was talking about it. How fast yeah. does
2: a Pitskauer go though? Fucking and dude, no. Very but that, th- that reminds me though, dude. Why did we not think of a Unimog?
1: Oh, Unimog. Oh, <laughs> Why God. did we
2: not think oh. of a Unimog? Dude, that's your tow vehicle. Oh, God. That, talk about yeah. sense of occasion and, and <laughs> fucking, that thing is, those things are so badass. And everyone's got to show up in a military
1: uniform <laughs> like, don't worry, we're <laughs> going to hook this up. Just fucking
2: tie-dye it or whatever, <laughs> I, just, you
1: know, like, make it flower and peaceful. Oh, my God. Yeah, Pitzkauer or Unimog would be amazing. Or the Man. Have you seen the Volkswagen Man? No, what is that? Oh, mean? it's like the bigger, burlier, like, 80s, uh, 90s, like, military Volkswagen vehicle. It's called a -A
2: MAN. Look it up.
1: It is like... Huge mungo. It's it's like a Unimog. It's yeah. just
2: a Volkswagen version of a Unimog. Interesting. Yeah. Well, I'll definitely have to look it up. Uh, Volkswagen thing. Does that have a place? Oh, a thing would be thing. cool. A, th- a thing would be a great reco- seating capacity. those yeah, issues, That's yeah. the biggest I problem. Mean, it's
1: five people, right? So it's kind well, of kind four. It's, it's four, including the driver. So it's, yeah, it's You know, that's the problem is just trying to find something. You know, that's universal. That's going to be able to carry that. I mean, I could get like like I said, an early model Ford or Dodge, and get a nice like. 351 Windsor or something and put a tow package on it. And then you're like, oh, I got the Scooby dream machine that tows the the Volkswagen hippie bus. But,
2: you know, we'll see. It'll be fun. All right, yeah. I, I think I figured this out. I'm like here. a Power Wagon, Dodge Power Wagon. Oh, Power, those are sick. But, but they're money have... though, aren't they? Like the early You're talking about the
0: Did they have seats though? Like... Yeah, yeah, the old uh, the old like uh, at they yeah. have that all four-wheel drive one. It's like yeah. a eight-seater or something. Oh, okay. Yeah, or just just get the get Actually, the, uh, that one was a Ford. It's not a Dodge Power Wagon, but it was a Ford version of that.
2: Get the yeah. Ford Econoline Wagon from the 80s and put a fucking Volkswagen thing body on top of it. <laughs> with like a little uh, stretch version. Dude, a stretch Stretch a thing. Yeah, yeah. stretch a, stretch a thing. Hey, dude, let's stretch things. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's um, a different podcast. That's a different podcast. Uh,
3: we, we should go on to questions before I start bringing up. We're that on questions. Lemo Miata.
2: Oh, stop. Okay, go. Lemo yeah. Miata. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, ch- okay, slip angle show. What's dudes. dudes? Uh, best engine swap for an early VW van, bus, bug. We kind of went into that a bit. I mean, EV is probably the best way to go. But it's yeah, is super like, compa- I mean, uh, a yeah, an, option.
1: yeah. They say there's actually, I was recently reading on the forums, uh, the Honda S2000. What? Um, that motor spins the biggest problem with swaps is actually that how it spins, right? So the Honda S2000 spins the right way, but the S2000 is based on the motorcycle motor or whatever. But, um, I haven't seen any, I've seen one or two swaps with that, and I'm kind of interested in it. That's really
2: bizarre because that's like torqueless but super high revving. Yeah. I don't know how that but would it's work.
1: It's still. You know, I mean, you hook it up to the right, um, transmission and you can you know it's a volkswagen it's, it's a still 140
0: 100. foot pounds of torque which is way more torque than you have now
2: yeah so, exactly you know Any, anything's better than what you currently have yeah damn yeah. i would be compelled to go the opposite go with like a b series honda motor do like a gsr motor or like the b16s which are a dime a dozen uh you can import those from japan 160 horsepower like 150 foot pounds 115 foot pounds of torque but they rev to like 8300 rpm um dual overhead cam absolutely bulletproof motor whereas oh. the f20s which are the ones that are in the 2000s. Yeah they're reliable How about a K24 like I have my actor? Dude, K24, you get the torque and the, and, yeah. and the high-rev. But it's still
1: the, it's the problem, like, the, the way it's the way designed, it spins, and the way it yeah. spins. Like, you yeah. don't think about it, but then it's like the way it just bolts on the transmission and doesn't have, like, motor mounts or anything. Yeah. Like, you'd have to over-engineer it to make it so it works. But if right. it did work and you made a kit, I mean, that's what a lot of people are making money. Like, the Kennedy adapter kits, the ones, like, why we're talking about Vanigans and other things, yeah. putting the Subaru motors, because they have a kit that says, like, it's smog legal if you switch an 80s, you know, whatever to this motor and make it. Because you're putting a
0: newer engine in an older car. Yeah, too, and they have so,
1: the yeah. plates on it. So, yeah, yeah. I, the, I'm super interested to see, like, the Honda and see I actually want people to get more into that, but I, I understand what you're saying. Like, you get the more reliable, more torque. and Yeah. Like, no, my no. mom has an S2000. I'm like, eh, okay. Give me your motor. No, yeah. It's, it's like we'll, a Miata.
2: We'll definitely have to look into it, dude. I'm like, I'm excited. Um, we'll, we'll keep chatting. And as a matter of fact, I have a buddy who's actually just or he started a shop a couple of years ago and is now starting to focus on EV conversions. Um, and he's doing like a bunch of random cars now. He does like a 914, 914 14, yeah. an MGB Logan, Yeah, and- no, and
3: he's super, he's super tight with the EVUS guys, right? Aren't they like right next yeah, to
2: Yeah, totally. Yeah. And, and, um, and he's, you know, a, Obviously a massive gearhead and everything, and Big good. Fish Motors. Yeah, Big Fish Motorsports in uh yeah. in uh, San Diego. That's the thing, but they're not super local. But that's
1: why I'm surprised. We you know for Tesla and everything else being up here, we don't have anyone. Anything. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, there is a couple shops.
0: There's some local weirdos that have been doing it for like thirty years. Yeah. I know. I remember seeing little the rabbits mother, running around. A guy, so. the...
3: The shop I lived above in Oakland, uh, right next door, they were big into electric stuff and they were doing, they were doing motorcycles, but they are kind of in the scene of, uh, you know, you know, all the part suppliers and everything.
2: I wonder, there's this one oh. dude that I ran, like, super random. I, I, ran, in, I, I ran into him at uh, Walgreens over in Noe Valley and uh, he pulls up uh in a 911 sc but it's like pretty decked out and he pulls up to the the charge point charge station and he pops open the fuel lid and it's a fucking you know a a chatham or whatever they call it like you know or sae plug rather and he just freaking charges as sc and so we ended up talking and i looked at the motor and it looks like the ev west style like it was like you know like yeah it has all the controllers i mean i mean i i you know i communicated with the guy for a little bit so i'll reach out to him too and yeah or you know what i've just i think I've had a small epiphany here. We need to start our own EV conversion Volkswagen van company. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Let's do <laughs> um, All righty. So we got uh Man down by the river. Exactly. Uh, Mr. Right to the bar. Uh, most embarrassing thing you've ever seen on a brew tour? That's a good question. He, he's, scared, he's scared
1: to say uh so it was this one group there was uh there's about 12 people they rented out they were going down the highway one brew tour and you know when a large group rents out and it's a birthday party they're just going to hog wild and it was funny because like one van was super <laughs> mellow and the other van was getting after it and so we uh after brewery number three people are feeling pretty good and uh there's a lot of dancing and grinding like literally you know, we were talking about the pole it's like <laughs> the van I mean we're talking like it's four what maybe four and a half feet tall inside yeah. and there was this couple that was having a great time let's just say it. And, and not to the point where it's like you know <laughs> there's something else going on but like we were just like oh my god like this is if we don't stop the tour soon this is not gonna like we're gonna have to stop the tour soon Yeah. and so we stop and then the, the guy gets out And we're at the Caltrain. So imagine San Francisco streets, like, especially down in Soma, there's not, like, a lot of little places you can dip off to go pee. Yeah. And there's a lot of one-way streets. So this guy thinks that a telephone pole is actually enough to pee behind. But what he does is he leans against it and decides to go pee. At oncoming traffic, which San Francisco, it's actually not like a big deal. Yeah. But we were just like, we we're ending the tour and both of our vans are there. And this guy's like four feet away and he just, and I'm like, oh my God, close the door. Let's go. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean. It, it's been interesting. There's been a couple, like, people that, like, they thought they were couples and came on tours or there's, like, first dates and you watch it. I mean, we've had, oh, yeah. you know, where you're like, ooh, this is not going so well for this guy. <laughs> um, you know, because nice. we are a really great date. Like, a, the City Lights tour, it's like, oh, yeah, a little, you know, beer and wine. Let's go cruise and get up
0: to Twin Peaks and hang out. And it was just like, they were just like. Yeah, any uh, big, like, fights where, like, Pete, the cup, like one person didn't end up coming back with you or anything like that? or No. Uh, no.
1: You know, that's the thing, too, is that, like, going back with, the like, the tour and stuff, when people pick it, like, most of the people are all down-to-earth people like us that are just like, this is a solid idea. I'm going to go do this. There's... I i have yet to have people that are just like, you're like, really? I mean, we do get... Well, it's not a
0: party bus, so you're not yeah, getting that. Kind yeah, of, yeah. We but, do get yeah. the
1: occasional people, because they think it's a Volkswagen, <laughs> that they're going to go out and get absolutely stoned. And so, like, those are the people that, like, we're doing a tour, and, like, we're, you know, we're like, no, this is not going to happen. And then they, like... We stop at Kuwait Tower. We're like, oh, go off for 10 minutes. And then they come back and they're giggling like it's going out of style. And you're like, oh, great. And so then they get in the van and it just smells. And then they're like, it's like hurting kittens. So they just like every stop you go to, they're just like Shh, off in the ether. And you're like, all right, time to get back in the van. It's time to go. Yeah. So um, it's interesting, though, people like boomers, like our parents, when they get in the van, and usually I do a lot of birthday parties for that, it is like a time machine. Like I'll put on some Marshall Tucker or some like other like especially like the Highway One tour after Brewery Number Two, and it is literally like everyone goes from like fifty six to twenty one. Nice, and it's <laughs> it's such a surreal experience though because it's like everyone is just having a good time, and you're like, wow, if only your kids could see you cutting loose like this and having a good time. So yeah. it's kind of fun like that too. It can it's be cool. a time machine. So, but nothing too crazy. Yeah, that's the guy peeing off the side. I mean, there's a couple things, but just su- kind of super unremarkable. Nothing that. I would say, like, I think the, if we asked the company that you guys did the, uh, oh, yeah, that, that your, thing, that, yeah. that company, they would probably have such oh, crazier yeah, stories just sure. because it, it's the mentality. Yeah. And you have like those, what is it? Like
0: and those it's fake, 15 um, to 20 or it's 20 people on a bus rather than like those like fake, uh, cable cars that are like, oh, motorized. yeah. I yeah. see people just out of oh, control on yeah. all oh, the yeah. time. Yeah. You're like, you, you should be not. There. I remember we got one of those and we were like 22 yeah. and it was, you know, 40 people on it and oh, stuff. Yeah. And yeah Guys. and Those you're like
1: are- I can hang off this yeah, thing exactly yeah yeah. Uh, yeah. that thing is all pulls. Yeah, yeah exactly yeah. Yeah. at
2: least there aren't prudes and they do let you get stoned alright mind. <laughs> all right, so uh, we got thanks art al and the Hanar this guy from uh, Saudi Arabia always just gives us a, um, an okay symbol uh, he just <laughs> that's all he does he just wants uh, some publicity I guess or some exposure um, alright so there it is. Yeah, yeah. He got it. He got it. Damn, yeah, Colin Mill, Colin Hill, Colin M. Hill just replied to Mark Pravanic. you have to do the City Lights Tour. It's a lot of fun.
1: Is it a lot of fun, Eric? It, it is a lot of fun. Uh, you know, beer and wine and two and a half hours cruising the city and just, like, learning a little bit about the I history. saw it was,
0: like, fairly reasonable. All your your tours are pretty reasonably priced, too, I think. Thank you, Lane. Uh, no, uh, yeah, so it's, it's like... Um,
1: I'm blanking. I think it's 57. I just bumped the prices up oh, a little okay. bit, uh, but it's uh, beer and wine, all you can drink, and in you know moderation, obviously. But um, two and a half hours, stop about four times, and just kind of get a really good base knowledge of the city. I, I built it because I used to fly a lot for my tech job, mm. and I'd go to like places like Indianapolis and other you know erie pennsylvania louisiana and you get done with work working all day and you're like okay i want to go on a tour i want to learn more about the city and the only thing that's available half the time is like a walking tour or like a a bar hopping tour or whatever. Yes. And so that's why I kind of built it. I was like, it's a perfect way if someone's working here and we have so many conferences and people in town for work, it's like, what can I do at night? And so seven to nine fifteen it's such an easy way. And the streets are unclogged. If you love taking pictures, if you have like, as much as I love iPhones, if you have like an amazing Samsung or a nice Nikon or Canon, the palace of fine arts or the golden gate bridge, it's hard not to take a good picture of them at night. You just, mm. like, fire up your phone and sit there. And so, yeah, that's that's kind of yeah. the deal. So I know. If,
2: yeah, I've been considering getting a Canon phone. They're really good. But So, obviously, City Lights, like, uh, you know, kind of alluding to the the store, right? Um, the, yeah. The City Lights. Do you start there, or is that part of the tour at all? Or
1: No. I mean, we, we cruise by City Lights, the store. Um, it's really interesting when you kind of bring up a side point. When you're naming tours, you learn yeah. really quickly what flies and what doesn't. Mm. So we're, we're all used to We're talking about cars, and there's kilometers versus miles. And as a good tour guide, you learn how to say both. Mm. But my first, the San Francisco City Tour, was called the San Francisco 7x7 Tour, because in San Francisco, if you're from around here, 7 miles by 7 miles. Right. But you realize everyone from Europe is like, what the hell does seven miles by seven <laughs> miles mean? You know, like, oh, 11.3 kilometers by eleven point three kilometers. No, not quite, not quite, the, no. not quite the same. So, like the city lights, I, I literally just changed it. So I was like, San Francisco city tour. Um, I think our brew tour, our San Francisco brew tour, had a different name too. And so, even our city lights tour, I may change it to be like the San Francisco night tour, because you've just got to be so blunt about it because yeah. your market is so huge that trying to translate like city lights. There's a lot of people I believe that I'm. there's a market that I may not be capturing on because it's like City Lights. But you're absolutely right. The bookstore is kind of the ode to the name. Right. Oh, like, so
0: that it's after a bookstore called yeah. City
1: Lights? It's where the beatniks used to hang out. So gotcha. Jack Kerouac, yeah. Allen Ginsberg. Yeah. Um,
0: so, I thought I was yeah. going to the, you know, lights go down on the city. Well, or,
1: that's part uh, of it too, right? Yeah, the Journey yeah, song, because yeah. Journey's from San
0: Francisco yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, so right. it's
1: like a good play on all of that. But yeah. as Americans, we totally get that. But
2: everyone from outside of America is yeah. like, mm, right? What's it's that? not like I mean, I'm not going to call it a letdown. I mean, it's just, I would have that expectation as a local, right? Like, I feel like there would be something there. I mean... I can totally
1: understand that, too. And also,
2: my favorite bar in San Francisco is right next door, is Vesuvia's. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, our our first date ever, my wife, um, and I I took her there, and we sat, like, where Allen Ginsberg used to sit, and like, just right. And it's upstairs. Yeah, up top. I was going to say, up top, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's such a rad place. I love that place. Yeah, that
1: bar is amazing. They actually did a bunch of filming there recently the other day. Oh, sweet. uh, But it's one of the only bars, like, there's a lot of bars that open up early in the morning, but Vesuvia Suvio, I think it's like opens at six or seven a.m. in the yeah. morning. Oh wow! Um, it's the Beatniks bar. It's, I mean, yeah. it's
2: made. There's locals always hanging out there, and it's just such a like establishment. Yeah. So yeah, you feel, you walk in there and you feel like it's like I forget the '60s when they were or '50s yeah. when they were. Yeah. there. It yeah. feels like eighteen hundred. Yeah. Something. Yeah. Like total gold rush. Or it throw, it's, it's, just, it's like you got the old the old posters. Steam and beer. Order, it's they're not calling yeah. it
1: Anchor Steam, they're just calling it Steam beer, and just yeah. It's yeah. such a rad place. That's yeah. cool. Sweet. So that's uh, that concludes that's our question. So all it looks right. like uh, we're so stepping into, uh,
2: into uh, some trivia, as uh, my British friends say. Um, is it that time? Yeah, I don't do it. It is that time. Yeah, who's going to do it? Brian over the phone? Did I hear that?
4: Yeah,
0: that sounds kind of weird. All right.
4: Yeah, there we go.
0: So... Since we have Mr. Eric here from Vantigo, we're going to go, we're going to center around beer and Volkswagens. Um, awesome. All right. Here's one right off the bat. It's kind of what year did drinking and driving first become illegal and in what state? Ooh. Whoa, interesting.
2: <laughs> Not in Texas. Cause I was thinking, <laughs> I mean,
0: that's one of those things you're like, wow, drinking and driving was once not illegal, right? Yeah. Um, and so we didn't did. we didn't need Vantigo back then. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we got to get deductive
1: reasoning, right? Because yeah. we got to think of like when the first car came out, exactly. licenses came out. And I think licensing was like what the 20s is when like the official licensing. I'm going to take a wild stab and say like it's going to be East Coast state, just because of that. Uh, we'll say like, uh. I'm gonna say Virginia, 1922. Exactly. Was that during the
2: Prohibition era, though? 2010?
1: No, that's before Prohibition. When did yeah. Prohibition start? Prohibition was like 29 20, to yeah, 33. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. that
2: was after the 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 the, uh, the whole um, what's it called Black Tuesday or whatever, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. right. So it was all 30s then. Um, hmm. But I don't know when licenses came out. See, that's I true. don't know. I just think of The Great Gatsby, and they seem to be drink their asses off and drive all day. Um, and that was like in the right before the crash, right? Late 20s. Um, although that was a book. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm gonna say, uh, uh, after the war. Crazy. That's insane. That's so what nice. year, dude? I don't know, dude. Um, fuck, I'm all over the place. 43, uh, 43, I'm gonna say what? 45, and it's, uh, New Jersey. I'm out of, uh, it's bullshit. I don't okay. know. Brian? Uh, New,
3: New Jersey. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna say. I'm gonna be wrong here, and I'm gonna say 1951, thinking that after the war it took him a little while to figure out the rules. Um, and I like the East Coast, thinking I'm gonna say Maine.
0: All right, so um, you guys kind of suck. Eric's the least sucky, or he's actually fairly close. 1910. Oh wow, well, and, that's it's, pretty in, early and early. it's in New York with your okay, your, and with, with California soon to follow. Basically, that's
1: wow. Ah, California so, was
0: the second, and yeah, yeah, that's what, you know. And um, okay, so let's go. What was the first year of the Volkswagen Transporter? Easy one for Eric, right? No, it's not because there's like the uh, so the T series, you know the.
1: Uh, I'm probably gonna fail at this. I I want to say because I'm like so bay window it hurts uh 50 whoa early yeah no it's early it's like a f... well Volkswagen volkswagen's 1936 so yeah but the 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 bugs were like the first or the you know yeah ah uh, fuck i want to say... Uh, say i i want to say i want to say 56 but i want to say like
2: 53 actually Mm, that's a good guess. I was that's gonna gotta guess one. That's
3: gotta be
2: close. Fuck it, I'll say fifty-one. Just because I I know I've seen pictures of a 550 spider on a Volkswagen Transporter, and yeah. that was late fifties, like or 56s, right? Or so, fifty-five. Or yeah. fifty-five. Um, uh, so fifty-one.
3: Uh, fifty-three.
0: Okay. Um, Art wins. Nineteen fifty. Fifty. Oh,
1: Damn. 50? All right.
0: VW Transporter.
1: That's because it was like a panel looking van back then, though, right? Basically. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah damn. So the VW Transporter, the T Series, which is include, T Series includes like the van again, yeah. Eurovan, yeah, and all it's these T1, things. T1, T2, right? T2, T3, so T4. The T Series is the best selling van of all time. Yeah. Um. Right, well. How many VW Transporters, T Series vehicles have been sold in the
1: world?
3: Oh my God. Oh. Dude, that is
1: so hard. That's hard, too, because Volkswagen outsold Chevy and Ford in the 70s because of the gas crisis, and they were such a, like, good gas. My, well, not the van, but the bug was. Oh, man. Yeah,
0: they built them forever. And, yeah, you know, I mean, they and, just stopped uh, in Brazil. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And they're still building. They're still building. See,
1: that's the thing is, like, I, I haven't looked at car stats for that kind of stuff because it's like you look at, you think of one, and you're like, okay, if, yeah, yeah. if one car stat says 2 million, then it's going to be like this. Uh, I'm going to take a wild stab and say, and you're saying over all time since fifty nine, Since 1950. 50 to now. Yeah. Uh, I think. I'm going to say. That's so crazy. I'm going to go. Millions. I'm going
2: to go. Uh, for sure. I'm going to say 25 million. Whoa. That's a big number. And I'm just trying to think, like, the mark. What was, like, their, their big markets were. That's way too South much. South America. South Europe. America, Australia, New Zealand,
1: uh, Europe, Brazil, United States, Canada, and, Brazil. Yeah, I, I mean, well, That's all South America, yeah. yeah. Um, even India, not really Russia, um, some of Japan, some of China. I mean, like little micro. micro. I was
2: probably way too far off, but. Uh, 3.8. 3, 3, I mean. 3.8?
3: 3. 3.8. 3, wait, million?
2: Yep, million. Yeah, Art's probably right.
3: No, it's got to be more than that. That's like sixty something years in all those areas. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say, eleven million.
0: Brian, you're Uh, you're pretty solid, dude. Pretty solid, twelve million. Nice. Ooh, nice. So you're actually you kind of killed it. Um. Okay, so yeah, that's
3: the benefit of going third, though.
0: Too, I can just. Kinda <laughs> you,
1: you basically not, find not a good, uh, happy skills. medium. Yeah, but Brian, I'm the guy yeah. who's who's supposed to be the Volkswagen. Exactly. Guy, and I'm Totally <laughs> failing.
0: So, what are the second and third best-selling vans of all time? You know, like series that's so of trend. vans. Oh yeah, so the second, third uh, of all time. It's kind of dude. It caught, it's Ford like
1: Econoline has to be.
0: Yep. Yeah. East, yep. East that's E3. number two, at uh, yep. eight point two million from nineteen sixty-one to fourteen. They just ended For the Econoline Yeah. Yeah. Now oh, they have the Ford Transit, right. yep. which is like looks like a spaceship from the yep. Martian. And uh what's the number three? ford transit oh well, uh, really the yeah. four already well it's the Transit's actually been built from 65 till present is oh it's because uh, it's not a u.s vehicle yeah, it's exactly. like a uk or europe yeah. vehicle yeah and right. that it's one's European. uh eight million so right bef- behind the economy line. wow and then number three was like a uh the toyota high high ace oh yeah those. and things. then four was uh. like another volkswagen Oh, a okay. uh, van. Oh, the, weird, uh, But not like the van again, like the- No, it's a- It's not, cause it's not the T-Series, it's the- Oh. Uh, uh, I, I forget what it is. It's not the Aero I, van? No, like that's a, pan- a T-Series. Like a yeah, a that's panel a or, but... Yeah, it's a- It's like a smaller kind of European market. Oh, uh, it's like Volkswagen a four-seater, some weird it's, like- Yeah. Or just a smaller, a different platform. Um, all right, and then one so more. The
3: Ford Transit. Uh, then I mean, the, you said the Ford Transit. It's, a, it's a, like eight million right now. Yeah, and it has a ton of history. Like that could. It could. it could,
0: it'll, It, it
3: probably, probably like, will. Yeah, if,
1: if, started, if Volkswagen yeah. doesn't get off their ass and make something new, which aside from the Routan and all yeah. the town and country but looking minivans they got to do I mean,
0: it. it, right? it
1: they could gotta be a different name anyways, though, right? Well, it could we still be the over.
0: T-Series. I mean, the Eurovan was a T series They've
1: been talking a lot because of the whole diesel trend, like controversy. You yeah. guys talk a lot about it. Yeah. I mean, and what I've heard from some circles is they're going to come back and try to do an electric version of the van to kind of save grace and mm. be like, this is our eco-friendly, but it's also the T-Series. You know, it's all the above. Okay. But it could be cool. Like I mean, sure they, they, tease
0: the, they tease uh, an air-cooled-looking van every yeah. 10 years right yeah um yeah. kind of the retro and some of them look kind of cool some you know? of them do yeah but uh i I, don't I feel like they're not always like they kind of look cool but they're not that space
2: efficient like the no. old ones were yeah so have you Dude, seen the, the
3: making it right now what's the, what's the new vw that's super boxy and small i, I just saw one it's, made, it's like in california or something
0: oh yeah the cal i've seen a couple of those here they, like make a a they make a they make a van. I think that's the other series that actually sells really well. So I've seen it's them when a, uh, yeah. I saw a Volkswagen fleet like of new like a press launch, and they had one of those doing a uh, videography um, on Skyline Boulevard yeah. one day. Okay, so one it, last it, it, yeah. one last trivia question. So I guess those are all car related. So here's one about beers. How yeah. how many craft breweries were there in 1980? Ooh,
1: 1980? Yeah, Wait, here, in, we're it, in the United,
0: in the United States. States.
1: This is the United States. So I'm gonna, say, I'm gonna say. Go, Brian. 100. What'd you say, Brian? 100. 100. Ooh, you're super close. I know. Uh, I'm gonna say. I'm gonna one up and say 110. All right.
3: Oh, your price is riding me. <laughs> <laughs> hey, who's
2: been doing it the whole time? Oh, I'll fucking prices right the shit out of you. One oh one, buddy. <laughs> Eight. Oh, you
3: should have got ninety nine for sure.
2: Nineteen eighty. Eight. In 1980? Eight. Oh, you said
1: nineteen eighty. Eight. Yeah. Eight. Eight. Eight craft breweries. You said nineteen eighty. Yes. Oh, you said craft breweries. Yeah. You didn't say so. Like when prohibition ended, there was like. Eighty some odd breweries, yeah, but yeah. include
0: Schlitz. But Pulp, that's like, all the big breweries. And yeah. Stuff. So you're saying so craft.
1: craft? Okay. Sorry, I thought you so were this saying is like. Uh, oh, we you missed know, the craft.
0: Oops, we're drunk. Um, Anchor Craft <laughs> <season,
1: so. laughs> macaroni well, and then, cheese. So let's name them just to like put it out there. So that's gonna be Anchor Steam's uh, 1980.
0: Yeah. So there was one in uh, Petaluma area. Yeah, yeah, Sonoma
1: it was called New Albion. Yeah,
0: new Albion was like the first of the new yeah. wave, supposedly. Yeah. There was so there was Anchor Steam. There's New Albion. There's
1: Yingling. Yeah, Yingling's.
0: Yingling's from way. Back.
1: yeah they're 18
0: they're like they're like the yeah, yeah exactly. they're like the brother and sister
1: yeah and then so you're nevada no, eighty eighty four or eighty three was Sierra. Oh, actually, eighty one was Sierra Nevada, which was started by some guys at Chico. Eighty four right? was
0: Sam Adams, huh? Wasn't Sierra Nevada?
2: Started Sierra Nevada by some guys at Chico? Chico, yes, Chico. Yeah, Chico.
1: Yeah. Actually, it's like everyone that Ken everyone to
0: college there has that sweatshirt.
1: Yeah, exactly. It, you just get it when you <laughs> yeah. walk up so, the so. So
2: for some of the, I mean, I, I'm going to include myself in this because I don't know the definition of a craft beer. Uh, oh my by definition, what 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 is the difference between a craft beer and a regular beer? So Sam
1: Adams keeps trying to keeps trying to change the definition of it because they're getting so big. Uh, so craft beer usually entails, uh, a smaller production line mm-hmm. and also like the amount of like you can, where you can get it, you know, if you can get it in Europe, it, but even Lagunitas and everyone else now you can get it in Europe. That's so what I'm saying Lagunitas has like Chicago, right? They
0: make it now. Yeah. Chicago yeah. and also
1: Azusa. They open yeah. up a brewery down in Azusa. Mm. So, um, I mean, Sierra Nevada has... Asheville, North oh, Carolina. Okay. Uh, so does New Belgium. So craft beer is changing the definition. I like to say a craft beer is uh, a system that's like sixty barrel house, which is like you know they're they can supply your market for the Western United States or the mm. Eastern United States or like a decent one. But the the definition changes all the time. Right. So that's so it has from. to do
2: with uh, with like a smaller distribution model. And it's really like too physical. short. Yeah. People call him weak because he doesn't sell records on the east. Too but... short, baby. Got to let yeah. it yeah. go. Motherfucking yeah. bitch goddamn ass ho. <laughs> okay. Sorry, I just have to say that. Exactly. Um, I
0: so hope exactly. kids listen to this podcast. When they get <laughs> so older. to, to kind of like go on the growth of craft breweries, which yeah. like we've seen a huge, <laughs> I mean a crazy growth. I can't believe we were all like 1980. Oh. <laughs> yeah, we're like it's 110. <laughs> I, know, I, was oh, thinking everything. I was thinking all breweries. You're all breweries. Yeah, What yeah, uh-huh. was. It? Yeah. All right. 1994. How many? Oh. Craft? Yeah. So 14 years later. So you were at
3: 1200.
0: No, that's
2: not right. Sorry, Brian. It's gnarly. Uh, three hundred and fifty. Well, let's
3: see what you got. Fuck it. <laughs>
1: Brian's like I'm a. i am I just threw out, out three fifty.
2: I don't know. Uh,
0: I'm gonna go with uh thirty. It was five hundred and thirty-seven. Wow. Like 94? Yeah.
1: I would like to see what happened in ninety-six so- though, because that there was that craft beer implosion after 96 because uh anheuser bush sponsored a dateline anyways oh really no so there was an implosion because um there was a lot of contract brewing like pete's wicked ale oh and remember. then it blew oh. up yeah it, and what happened is dateline nbc is owned a little bit by anheuser and mm. they did this article or dateline like we all used to watch which was saying is your craft beer really craft beer and so contract brewing is when you pay someone else to make your beer for right you. yeah sam adams point in ca- or case of point Uh, pete's wicked ale was the same thing the problem is pete's wicked ale and sam adams were being made at places where paps or schlitz or hams Uh made. so dateline goes in and is like oh what are you making schlitz oh what are you making over here Oh, Pete's Wicked
0: Ale. So it's not craft brewery. And so it's not craft yeah, beer. And
1: so there was right. a total nosedive in, like, 96, 97 oh. after that. So a lot of, like, that's why Pete's Wicked oh, okay. Ale's not along around here anymore. So it
0: went down to probably 200 or something.
1: Yeah, and, and a year and a half ago, we actually met our, pr- our pre-Prohibition era brewery. So we've actually over three, we're at, like, Thirty-three hundred or something like that—some crazy amount of breweries. Because before prohibition, we were at three thousand. The model that we see now, where every little town has a brewery, yeah. um, We're now back to that model. We can all think like Livermore has four breweries in it, and you're like, "Wow, dude, it's so crazy!" Like, yeah. everywhere you at yeah. yeah. like, San
0: Diego and this whole area, yeah. And whatever. Every little town, it, from here you know to the East Coast, they, you know, Santa Cruz has been blowing up with breweries. Oh, all a of a total... sudden there's—there's there's tons of breweries. in Andreas, the yeah, exactly, yeah. Um, so here's one more. I this article was written in 2013 so what was the number in 2013 well I, um,
1: if if that was a year and half, it well it was a year and a yeah. half ago so it, it would be pre that so it'd be like 2, 2,800
2: 2013 was
1: a year and a half ago <laughs> that's three years ago <laughs> yeah um Um, all this Chernobyl hot
2: tub is really uh, hot wait wait I I, I gotta go back to this though but who brews the Pawtucket Patriot (laughs) (laughs) um, no dude Seth uh, MacFarlane Seth MacFarlane shit yeah this whole beer thing has got me tripping out because like the other day I I was approached you know for the company I work for it looks like you know that might want us to work Work with with them them. whatever without going into details Um, but it's like a Brazilian company that bought Anheuser Busch, and like it's like this whole fucking thing. Basically, like there's one company that owns all the fucking companies in the world now, or something. It's like, like this, Inbev.
1: Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, Inbev.
2: It's like insane. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, drink Brahma beer if you go to Brazil. By the way, Brahma beers. I'm gonna good. say 2,800. Uh, 3,300. Back to Prohibition era. Brian?
3: I already said twenty
0: five hundred. So they're saying like it was basically at the time it was kind of growing every day, but they were saying over fifteen hundred. Oh, oh, so well. and yeah. since then it's obviously like tripled or yeah, whatever. Yeah, it's crazy. Um. Because we have know, like
1: 25 breweries in San Francisco now.
0: That's just insane.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's like there's little pocket breweries, there's brew pubs, there's
2: all this stuff. Yeah. I mean,
1: it's you can't walk two feet without any brewery. In the
2: yeah, I was anymore. really impressed. Oh, so on that brew tour yeah, that we right. did, uh, Voodoo is freaking insane. They only distribute in the Bay Area. Yeah, like Triple like, Voodoo, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's pretty rad. Yeah. It's like super, super micro-status.
0: Yeah. I thought um, on your brew tour, uh, Iron Springs was really cool. That is a great place. Because it's a- just this little tiny, like oh, they're yeah. brewing and basically like... Broom closets. Yeah.
1: No, Iron Springs is still today. Di- to this day, we don't go there anymore because uh-huh. our
0: northbound brew tourists since stopped. But like,
1: it, it's, it, Fairfax is blown up. It's actually the birthplace of mountain biking. Yeah. It's and uh, Gary an, Fisher, right? Yeah. So, yeah. And yeah, they have a mountain biking museum and they have that little brewery and they have all these, like, the Grateful Dead used to play there all the time. So there's all these, like, Grateful Dead. That's
3: yeah. It's that's a super cool good spot. You know, uh, I think if our, if driving while awesome wasn't so car and driving focused. We would start a brewery, too, but I, they don't really mix. Hey, uh, Brewing so While I,
2: Awesome. I just wanted to announce this today. Uh DWA Brewer brew House starting. Uh, <laughs> 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 I, I have in my broom closet <laughs> right now <laughs> in a jug. It's starting. Uh, but it's
1: whiskey because that's what we're into now.
0: Stilling While Awesome. So we I don't know if I told yeah. them on the podcast, but Connor and I did brew beer back in like 2002ish or something. Oh, we
4: got street cred then. We were there. Um,
0: <laughs> but we, bre- it was so disgusting. Cause I don't think we cleaned shit quite enough. Um, but we called it Eddie Ale. It's, it's it a was sour. Yeah, it was a a sour. It was Iron Maiden. The you know Eddie yeah. was on it. Yeah, and we made I mean, labels it. and everything. And I uh, the Oh man, it was. I got. I remember like I did not really drink much of it but I remember having one and just getting wasted. Um, <laughs> like but I think alcohol. I got sick yeah. too so uh, <laughs> yeah, I feel like it didn't sit well. Yeah, it definitely didn't I sit remember well. Those. It wasn't the it wasn't the tastiest beer ever. So that's my that's my beer that's my brewing story. It was definitely like a lot of work for um for for what we got out of it. Um so I guess only go up from there. I guess that kind of wraps up the podcast, huh? It that was is. a super short one, like only like two and a half hours or something. <laughs> <laughs> you know, three hours later. So uh, VantigoSF.com. Yep, that's that's the website. And, um, cool.
1: Or Vantigo.com either. or we? We bought both URLs. Oh, you guys are man, big man. All are,
0: And then uh, VantigoSF on Instagram. Yeah, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Facebook, all that. Yeah, stuff. Yeah, all the fun stuff. Cool, and you guys have online booking and everything.
1: Yeah, um, it's all through there, and uh, if you use the code Vantigo twenty
2: sixteen, you get twenty five percent off. Sweet. Oh, awesome! Damn, that's uh, what if I only want to ride in the red bus? Can I book the red bus? <laughs> <laughs> Eric gave oh, the yeah. is, like, just... is there like preferences or anything, or you just you, like... you can if you charter for sure. Oh, yeah, it's right.
1: harder when you do like a regular public tour. But if you do a private tour and you ask, like people totally do it, weddings all day long. Oh, they want because uh, they want to go along with their flowers. Yeah, exactly, whatever, yeah. exactly. So you have a red, blue, and yellow. Yep. 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 Chrome yellow. Curve, total, like, you know, regular car shop color, but yeah. Sweet. Yeah. Yeah. It's a cool collection you got going. Uh, I love it. I know. Gotta catch them all. We're, we're building Power Rangers. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> sweet.
0: All right. So we'll, uh, talk to you guys a, next time. It's a, right. a wrap. Kind of st- all right. Later. Peace.
1: He's like, can you meet me at the Palace of Fine Arts? And I was like, okay, what's going on? Like I was like super nervous because it's first day driving first other employee other than Eddie. And he goes, man, you got a horny bus.